So Microsoft's conference was, uh, I guess as expected, pretty uh, connect heavy or focused. And none of it looked particularly interesting, save for the Mass Effect thing. But uh, did you, I, I guess what I would like, I guess what I would start out saying is like last year, it felt like there was more of like a clear like, I don't know, I hate saying who wins E3. Yeah. Like, do you even determine that anymore? Does it even matter to you? Uh, I don't think it... I don't think E3 is for me anymore. So I don't think that uh, I can judge it like that. I mean, last year's E3... I, I guess that's a good thing to start out with, is that... This year, like, blatantly, it was like... I'm like, E3's not even a show I care about anymore, I guess. No, not, not even at all. It's not even, like, made for you whatsoever. Um, you know, Sony... It's a giant corporation, the giant Japanese corporation. So they obviously do things by a certain business book. Sure. And now Microsoft has pretty much abandoned. I mean, like with the success of Kinect, they've pretty much abandoned the hardcore gamer. I think. I think it's pretty obvious. And uh, now they're going to try and ride that thing to post Wii levels of success. And uh, it's definitely possible that they do it. But. Uh, and then Nintendo's conferences have always been really, really, really corporate to me. And, you know, like an the, orchestra on the Ironically, beginning. theirs have been always the most corporate. Well, I say ironic because yeah, the image they put forward. But, like, yeah, theirs are the most, like, <clears throat> stockholder-centric or yeah. shareholder-centric. And they all, are, they all are now. That's That was uh, what I said is a long way of saying that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much all about business now. They're all definitely trying to... Um, cater to a certain audience. I mean, it makes sense because it used to be, uh, well, it's like when we we both got done watching E3 this year. Um, and when I say that, I mean we got done watching the conferences, basically. And then we kind of felt like we were ready, I think both of us, to judge E3. I mean, I know I was, and I was like, what did you think of E3 this year? Because previous in previous years, pretty much all the major news would be happening, or at least alluded to, at the conferences. Sure. Uh, whereas now the conferences uh, meant nothing to me, and all of the actual interesting news, i.e., about games, uh, you know, we had to go dig through different aggregate sites to find, because uh, it just wasn't the forefront of the news feed. Uh, that sucks, because that's video games going away, or moving um, further into a mainstream consumerist area that I don't like. The <clears throat> the thing that was really weird to me is like <clears throat> one you have like the it's like if if you're gonna go to like the main sources of information for E3 they are sort of you basically have no choice because certain sites are gonna get uh, the deals worked out with the publishing companies and with the television stations yeah and with all of the the major entertainment venues. So it's like <clears throat> you go to game trailers to see new video of games that were at E3, but it's not like there's someone representing game trailers inside the, the show going around to every booth and being like, let's make sure we get every game here on up onto the site. Right. It's like, uh, <clears throat> what's in my Gmail inbox this morning from right. Activision that has to go up? Yeah. So I think that's sort of like why the the news that's that we found the most interesting or that was pertinent to our tastes, we had to dig for is because 
whoever's publishing Catherine, I think it's Ignition. Is it? I don't, I don't remember who it is. Let's just say for, for argument's sake it's Ignition. Ignition isn't sending, either isn't or doesn't have the ability to send out, to like mass publish the trailer for Catherine. Either because the demand isn't there. Like that's just not the place for it, I guess, anymore. Do you think? I mean, I don't. I I don't pretend to know how that stuff works. I mean, my the the thing about this podcast that's interesting to me, you know, if I were, if I were to listen to it uh, and not actually make it, is that uh, we don't really have any idea how any of this works. I mean, I really have no idea how the press side of video games works. I mean, I can, I kind of get to hear it on different podcasts when uh, they complain about PR uh, reps and. Um, you know, both of us, I think, have pieced together what we think is going on back there. But, I mean, really, I have no idea. No, I really don't know for a fact. I, I can't no say it 100%. I mean, I, 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 I just don't know. I don't understand. I mean, it's like uh, you would like to think that what you just suggested is how it's done because that makes the most logical sense. Yeah. But uh, something tells me that there's a lot less efficiency in it even than that. <laughs> you know? Because really, like a lot of the games journalism and um, PR ring, uh, games PR ring, a lot of it's uh, overly complex for the sake of over, of being overly complex and maintaining the industry as a place for jobs. You know. So it's turning into the government. Yeah, yeah. There's lots. Of, yeah, <clears throat> there's lots of bureaucracy. Well, I mean, like anytime, any 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 industry that's that big, you know, there's a certain amount of fat that the rest of the uh, economy can live off of and uh, I guess that's just a lot of fat I guess that's the problem trying to dig through the fat now to try and find actual video game news because there really isn't much I was listening to um, I think it was one of the talk radars one of their E3 wrap ups or no it was um, it was the weekend confirmed podcast the the one they did for E3 oh you mean the one where they barely we're excited to be there. It's yeah. just awkward for me to listen to. The uh, and I forget who was saying it. Um, it might have been John Davison, but it was a. I mean, it's something that like we've noticed a long time ago. But I guess the fact of where it was coming from, like the person who was saying it, and like what their like level of influences, I guess. Like I consider like. It's hard to it's hard to say, but like there's like the game pro level, like I guess the mass consumer level, like people who like video games and are kind of into what they are. Oh, you want like, to talk about this? Like buy them from Walmart. Yeah. Okay, read, this is maybe, interesting. Maybe read Game Pro. Okay. Maybe visit like Shack News, watch G4. You think Shack News is in like the mainstream? I think I only lumped them in there with that because I feel like Garnet Lee is is buddies with all those people. So, like, by proxy, like, a lot of them appear on Weekend Confirmed. Yeah. And, like, sort of the attitude that that show takes is, the, like, the attitude that, like, Spike TV has toward games. That, like, you G- think so? Kind of. I think they'd be offended if you said that. I'm sure they would, but I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm telling tales out of school when I say that. I don't agree with that. I don't think no. you're totally, like, wrong, but, I mean, I, I don't agree with that. It's Weekend Confirmed and Shack News. Well, I guess Weekend Confirmed because I don't really know anything about Shack News. I, I mean, they're lucky to have Weekend Confirmed. Otherwise, I would never go to their stupid fucking <laughs> site. But uh, uh, Weekend Confirmed, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is is 
more a thinking man's podcast. It's one, you know, it's one of the most thinking man's. I don't know. I said that really stupidly. It's one of the most thinking man's podcasts. I don't know the most intelligent podcast, or at least is trying to be one of the it's more. Thought, it's thoughtful, I guess you would say. It's thoughtful, and I mean, it's try. It's almost trying to be pretentious. I think. I think a lot of times Jeff Kanata on there is really <coughs> trying to be pretentious, but. Um, See to me, I put Jeff Kanata with someone like Stephen Totillo as like, why are you even? Did you yeah. just get stuck with the job you have? I've sort of learned to respect his opinion on games, though. Yeah, at first I didn't think he... Have, do you listen to that show a lot? Just, I mean, like, how often do you listen to it? Uh, every week, just about. Yeah. Just because, it, it, one, it's, it gives me something to listen to that doesn't totally irritate me. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't mind it. As and far I, as I, I'm back and forth on, on the opinions that they express on that show. But I guess... <sighs> they're very Western. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's just like very no Western. Eastern. Like, none of them, save Garnet, uh, sounds like they even know where video games came from. <laughs> uh, like none of them I, like I don't think they really ever recognize their roots in the east and uh, when Garnet does on that show he always gets bullied I noticed you know like he'll try and bring up a really old game and he'll just get bullied or made fun of or I don't know it's weird yeah like I remember when he was I remember when he was trying to talk about him playing uh, Sit in Punishment yeah uh, Star Successor and they were yeah. just like yeah that sounds hard it sounds like a hard game right Garnet. that's it I mean, like, and he's like no. trying to explain it and tell him he's like there's this forest stage and you're flying through it and like yeah that sounds interesting yeah. they're very dismissive of it I don't think they recognize the depth of maybe goes. that's just it it's the western but like there's a tone and a quality to their content that reminds me of the more mainstream level of gaming press yeah I think that's uh, Grandpa Garnet. Maybe it's just he's not even that old. I just feel like he's like the father of the video games industry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some of the things he's he says. He's one of the older people in the in the journalism scene. Yeah, that's true. And some of the things he says, it's so like um, innocent and, and like charming because of its innocence. You know what I mean? No, I I for sure know what you're saying. Um, but yeah, but the roundabout the roundabout thing there is that. So that's sort of where I. That's sort of the stratum that I put that podcast in yeah. if I was like going to tear them out. Yeah. Um and I, it might have been John Davison who's now the EIC of GamePro, I think. Or no, he's at CBS now. Anyway, him or or someone of like his stature of his like similar standing in the world was saying that uh for them this year E3 really illustrated the widening gulf of the so-called AAA title and the indie darling yeah. and how in be- the, the in-between is uh, they worded it as getting bigger whereas I see it as getting smaller where it's basically like the middle class the middle class of games is shrinking huh. like it's either a 10 to $15 download or it's a $60 Uncharted that's really interesting and that might be a little extremist to say but do you agree with that? if I look if I look if if E3 was my only window into the games industry every year, I would agree with that. From what from what I was shown, I guess if I didn't go and look and be like, wow, I didn't know this game was at E3, I didn't know that game was at I E3. I know that you're defining games by their budget. But, I mean, if you define games by their depth, it's almost the opposite. I mean, like, there is more I guess depth in this $30 Death Smiles 2 download for me. Than in a game like Uncharted. No, and I totally agree. But I, I guess what I'm saying is when I when I say that I agree with him is, I guess I'm talking about like mindshare of like what people you know. Oh yeah, mindshare. Yeah. yeah, I could totally see that. 
100%. Yeah, I don't necessarily say like AAA means they spent $50 million on it. AAA to me is mindshare. It just so happens that most of those games I think the games industry, have big budgets. The games industry is, is just... I mean, it's sometime this generation, I have not yet found the exact moment in time, retrospectively, um, to like pinpoint when this happened. But sometime during this video game uh, generation... We switched over from the fans uh, controlling the market share or controlling the direction of the industry to the mainstream controlling it, you know, because of their vote, because of the vote with their money. Um, it's a really obvious thing to say, but games have just gotten too popular in, in the process. Well, it, it's obvious now, but There's it was such of a kind of a slow transition that. Yeah, I mean, there's just now it's like holy shit. But at the time, you're just—it's like, man, kind of games are really getting more popular. I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah, right. And art—I mean, like the art and well, basically all the aspects of video games that I enjoyed are being eaten away by this fucking consumerism. Uh, it's just diluting all the experiences to nothing and to nothing that I liked. Sure. Uh, nothing that I ever liked, and um, there's all these terrible side effects to it. You know the way games are being turned into basically like mind control devices and you know Jonathan Blow's whole deal whole deal and David Wong wrote a really interesting article about it on Cracked not that recently you know the whole I don't know I, I can't even a couple explain interesting it. articles it's on Cracked as a side note yeah David Wong actually was for, for a site for what Cracked for what I thought it was I've actually found some pretty interesting pieces maybe the most there. intelligent writer in, in the games today I think um yeah, and he's uncracked. I wonder if he wrote that. Uh, did you see that article of um, something like? It, it may not be this title, but it's basically this sentiment. It's like six most troubling trends in games today. Yeah, where he talks about everyone was being that hypnotized him? and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm referring to. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a transition taking place, um, and it's it's a sad one. I don't really consider what is considered to be a mainstream video game nowadays to be a video game. Uh, it's so different from what I know and from what I've known that I don't know. This is a video game, Death Smiles 2. Yeah. And uh, it's speaking to me in the language of video games. Most modern games just aren't. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hybrids, weird hybrids that are creepy to me in the same well, way. It's like, in that, it's like in that article where he human. says eventually they will become... They'll, they'll be... They'll come to be recognized as something other than a, quote, video game. And then eventually, even though I guess maybe it's kind of started a little bit, but there will be new business models implemented for these new things, whatever they are. I mean, that's fine. I, I, I would love to see video games as I know them. Uh... I mean, it, the, the thing is that's really interesting to me is that um, there's definitely a, a second market emerging, and it's that you know, AAA Cinegame style type deal mm -hmm. um, that's made for the mainstream, that's made for the public who really can't play games very well, but who can watch movies really easily, mm -hmm. and who kind of wants to be in on this interactive fun. Sure. Um, and then there's the old school video game, video game, and. Uh, Video game, video games haven't really lost any uh, of their share of the market. You know, I think if any, they've possibly grown a little bit. It's just that the mainstream market has gotten so large that right. 
these right. other video game releases, yeah, you know, they're comparing themselves to games like Uncharted and and Halo Three and and games that are hugely successful and Call of Duty, and they're seeing their sales numbers and they're saying, oh, you know, this is a failure, blah 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 blah. Right. But I don't know. They're they're selling so, more copies than they so ever have before. Someone else brought that point up on some other podcast as well. In in, in deference to E Three, what's that? You know, people say that, like you were just saying, people claim that the, I guess the comment that the the so-called middle class of games, which in their example basically embodies things like Death Smiles and like Near and, yeah, I guess you know, finger air quotes middle games, yeah, uh, just as many people play them today as they did fifteen twenty years ago. It's just that they're. They may they have no control anymore. Yeah, it's like five hundred thousand people no longer have an influence on the right. game industry. Yeah, exactly. That's that's most of the that's mostly where the frustration that I feel comes from. And um, but I'm slowly detaching myself from what is today known as the games industry, and sort of waiting for someone to claim uh, the type of games that I enjoy uh, as video games something else as video game I don't know as the progenitors of video games and and sort of reclaiming um, reclaiming a hobby I guess you know because like right now when I want to read people whose opinions uh, count or who matter to me about video games I'm forced to go to these really bizarre forums on the corners of the internet where people who know more about games than almost every game journalist out there uh, talk and share their experiences with new releases and stuff like that. And to be quite honest, it's if it weren't so hard to get to and, and such a difficult thing to do every day to navigate forums, yeah, um, I would never go to an aggregate site for my news again. I would prefer sure. to do it from forums if it weren't so difficult to do. It's sort of a weird... I guess it's sort of a weird... Uh, I guess it's kind of a it's it's a double-edged sword in a way because like some of these some of these advances that have come about because of the games industry getting bigger like digital distribution allow for an avenue for some of those like Death Smiles too yeah and like Steam today going free to uh, allowing free to play games and that kind of thing I definitely do sometimes feel and I don't know if it's justified or not but I definitely do feel like these kind of games like Death Smiles two shmups. Games like Nier, games like El Shaddai, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like they're endangered um, because it's just going to seem, I think f- at least for a while it's going to be harder for any companies to justify investing in teams that develop those kind of games when they see they could be making so much more money in other avenues yeah. of the games industry, yeah. like Facebook and, and iPhone. And so I think it's going to take a real group of auteurs and almost philanthropists to uh, start making games again. That's why I like the indie scene so much because you know the people who are making those games are making them for the sake of the game and not for the sake of the money and in turn the message that the game tries to convey is always a lot more pure and tends to typically be more uh, video gamey. However you define that. Sure. But so there were conferences. So that said, Microsoft's conference. <laughs> right. Uh, how do we get on that? Oh, we we're trying to talk about like who quote won E3, but I guess I don't even care because so much of every conference, like 
huge portions of of, of all three of the major uh, console manufacturers' conferences. It was just like, to me, it was completely irrelevant information to me. Yeah, I was really, I did not get excited about anything at the conferences, I don't think. Um, Other than some interesting ideas that were presented that, when all said and done, probably are either, like the Mass Effect 3 uh, voice command thing. I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, I think that's stupid. You think it's stupid? Yeah, why do you think it's interesting? Um, I guess I think it's interesting because, one, it's, like this, I guess... I guess if I really sat down and thought about it, I could kind of ruin it for myself. And, and not that I'm really excited to play Mass Effect like that, but... I mean, the bottom line is... Are, to me, it's like they say, that? oh, Mass Effect's got Kinect compat- features. It's like, oh, fuck, what? And the fact that it's just sort of a voice command thing, I guess I can kind of... So it's more about not being totally ruined by Kinect that makes you happy. I guess it's more, it makes me happy that they're trying to utilize the Kinect hardware without compromising the experience. And it's sort of like, you can do this if you want. If not, the game's not going to be that much different. It's just sort of a, if you want. Yeah, so it's a relief they didn't ruin it with Connect. But at the same time... And that's why I'm saying if I sat there and thought about it, go, I guess I'm just happy they didn't right. fuck it up. But I mean, in... in I don't know. I, I'm just Which is really, not a reason to be happy. Connect is the dumbest video game thing I've ever... We've expressed our opinion on Connect a lot. And it's turning out to be exactly what we thought it was. Uh, listen to podcast one or two. I, f- I forget, <laughs> but um, you know it's it's very obviously going to be this new tech that is part of the living room, but really doesn't mean much to games at all. It never will. It's it's just I don't know. I can see so many more interesting things coming out of that new app service that they announced for it. Oh, the Fun Labs thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, it seems like you know that's what it needed. That's what it's needed for a long time. I guess I never thought about approaching it that way because I guess I, I never thought Microsoft would do that. Me neither. I don't think so either. But yeah, you're right. Like it's sort of it's it's an interesting. It's obviously a direct reaction to them unleashing the technology and all of these basement, yeah, intelligent men. Within two days of it being out, doing things more impressive. Yeah, it's basically than like they uh, in the conference. I mean that sort of thing as always, illustrates the power of the people, basically, and the intelligence and creativity of the masses when compared to the uh, few. The few, in this case, being a corporation. It's not like Microsoft's never come up with anything interesting in and of themselves, but uh, the masses are always more capable. This is just, this is like an obvious case of, like, you didn't even, like, you, you came up with this thing and you didn't even realize what you had. Right. So, uh, so they were real up on that for most of the conference. Uh, I'm trying not to... Like, there's Modern Warfare 3. I don't want to talk about it. Because it's not pertinent to Microsoft. <laughs> as Microsoft. It's sure. just that I guess they secured the rights to show it. Because, of course, that's the larger uh, player base. Versus PS3. Uh, their Connect offering is for children, as it always has been. Why do I feel like I'm forgetting something they showed for Kinect that was not for kids? Oh, uh, well, that was Ubisoft. Or no, that was Xbox thing. What? The Future Soldier? That gun uh, customization no, I think it was, thing? I think it was Ubisoft. I think it was during Microsoft's thing, though. Was it really? I think, yeah. Either way, that doesn't look very interesting to me. Either. Yeah, it didn't look that very interesting to me either. 
Uh, what did they yeah. show? Oh, Tomb Raider, but I guess that's not pertinent to Microsoft either. I'm trying to think of things that are specific to Halo. That. Halo. That's really so it. So Halo Anniversary. Anniversary and 4. So what do you think about the anniversary thing? I mean, what's interesting is when I, you know, the rumors have been going on for a long time that there's going to be this HD remake. Yeah. Uh, I did not think that, because I had no, because I had no belief or faith in the fact that Halo 4 was going to be so soon. Um, I, I definitely thought that this remastered version was going to be a really, really remastered version. Uh, not just remastered, but redone. Uh, rebooted almost. Like actually kind of like rebuilt entirely. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot more gritty, a lot more realistic. And so the whole time I've been wondering like, oh man, what are they going to, how are they going to redesign the Chief? How are they going to redesign Cortana? You know, what are they going to do with the voice acting? Is it going to be really gritty and bloody? Blah, blah, blah. And then I saw that it was this, this just skinning, this reskinning. Mm -hmm. So I was like instantly, well, I was simultaneously relieved and disappointed because I was expecting something kind of yeah and i got this <laughs> but at the same time i was relieved because in all likelihood i wouldn't be excited about the reboot as it were um because i like certain aspects of the halo one experience so much that i realized maybe the skinning is kind of all that i wanted when i woke up that morning and i saw the the, the stuff that had leaked on the website on uh, I guess that was posted on Xbox.com accidentally before the show, and one of them was the remake. I uh, I didn't I didn't have any hope that they would have an option to view the game in its original form. I thought they would just present it in the reskinned version. Yeah. So I guess in the same way, I was like, man, I'm really glad that they left it that way, and it doesn't sound like they're changing too much about it because I really thought when I hear that, I kind of think. I didn't necessarily think they were going to go kind of a different art direction. I thought maybe they'd go in and, like, throw in a bunch of extra characters that weren't in the first one. Oh, really? And be like, here's this guy that was in Halo 3, and because we didn't have the foresight to realize how populated our universe is going to become, we're now closing the cycle. Well, they are adding some stuff to it. Um, They're adding the terminals to it. What which, do you think about that? I think it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not really... I, I it's guess, like the least offensive thing you could add to it, I think. Yeah, and I guess supposedly it's going to have... They say it's going to somehow tie into Halo 4, but I don't know how substantial of a content addition you could make to the first game to tie it with Halo 4 that doesn't somehow... Ruin the second and third's Yeah, it doesn't somehow just yeah. like ruin the rest of the, the series. Yeah, I agree. Well, not ruin. It'll be told, like, I'm sure, like every... Uh, I mean, contradict. like, we don't know... For sure that it's going to be in the same bungee fashion, but I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be in the same really cryptic bungee fashion that all the Halo narratives been told in. You know, it, oh the terminals one, themselves. Yeah. yeah, one of the better things about bungee. They're um, going to be video, I guess they were saying. Well, not maybe not live action. Well, I hope those are produced well. I don't know. It's not going to be like a text screen. It's going to be some kind of clip that plays. Well, hopefully <laughs> it's a cryptic clip because yeah, uh, I may be. Well, I don't think I think Bungie fans all love the way Bungie stories are told. Right. The way that you have to piece everything <clears throat> together in and out of the game. Right. Um, I know the mainstream probably doesn't really like that, but I hope so. I hope these terminals try and appeal more to the fans than the mainstream. But I'm sure they won't. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Reach had those weird. Um, what the hell are they? Were the PDAs. Those, yeah, weren't very, those weren't very those. cryptic. 
What about uh, Halo 4? Um, I guess... Uh, well, let's talk about I this. Guess, I, guess like they, I guess they could have done worse with it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't dislike the teaser, but obviously, I mean, how much can you really say about it other than from what they showed, I'm not particularly worried that it's going to be bad at this point. Me neither. But I mean, from a from the direction of well, from the quality of the trailer standpoint, what did you think about it? Well, they claimed they're saying that it's uh, there is this whole to do about like I guess the whoever introduced it uh, s- said a new trilogy for the Xbox 360, and like all these game journalists were like, "Oh my God, 360? Are you kidding me? They're going to do three more?" I think he just misspoke. Sure. Or he's not going to say. New trilogy for Xbox 360 and beyond. Whatever we do next, because then everyone's gonna go shit over the next machine, right? And they need to maintain that the 360 with Kinect is like something to invest in as a consumer still. So I don't. I think them getting bent out of shape about him saying new trilogy for 360 is kind of splitting hairs a little too far. I agree. Um. It wouldn't surprise me if it actually ends up being a launch title for their next console and that the trailer was supposedly like a real time guess. Like if, if that's like the kill zone trailer for the next Xbox. Yeah. I don't agree with that, but I also thought Master Chief looked off. You just, thought he what? Just looked off. And I looked Maybe online it's with the speed that with he moved with which he moves. That's also what I that thought. he suddenly had a jetpack for no like on his standard armor suit? He had a jetpack? That pack? was kind of awkward. Yeah, he jetpacks through the ship. Like, when he snatches uh, her out of the console... I don't think like he these, does. These two, yeah, he does. I watched it. I was like, wait, did he have a jetpack? I went back and rewatched it. No, he doesn't. He blows... I, I remember seeing it. He, like, blows... He throws a grenade or something. Or he shoots something that explodes and that propels him uh, through the ship. Man... Pretty sure he has jetpack. No way. I'm pretty I'll sure. F- that's ridiculous. If he does, I, uh, I but anyway, that aside, I guess I found this. Uh, there was a thread on um, Halo Halo Bungie which is a really popular Halo fan site. And I guess there was a thread started already um, that his helmet looked wrong, and like three four three. Three four three, yeah, three four three uh, studios already said that they're gonna fix the helmet. <laughs> like they've already been like, already yeah, we know it wrong. Off. Yeah. yeah, so like already it's starting. All right. Well, they they have really big shoes to fill, so there's gonna be a lot of that. Yeah, you know. But I mean, from a direction standpoint, I mean, like something that I've noticed about video games. Oh, you're right. He does have a jet jetpack. <laughs> Why does he have that? <laughs> I don't know. Where did he get it? Because it unfolds out of his armor, like it was already there. That just really—it was just like really strange. Because like it just like. And no one said <sighs> anything about that. No. No they one just talked about it? his helmet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Isn't that well, weird? That's bizarre. Anyway, um, like from actually like what is happening in the trailer. Well, I mean, mean, well, first of all, as far as Halo trailers go. One of the best things about the Halo series to me has been its its media outside the games. It's promotional media. Right. It's one of the last video game series that I recognize as having that sort of uh, cross-media intrigue that I love so much about video games uh, in the video game industry. You know, when promotional... Um, 
to be so much more interesting and artistic and in depth and right and worth your time. Right. Whereas now, you know, it's 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 much like advertisements from the fifties and the sixties compared to advertisements today. You know, advertisements in the fifties and sixties there was a lot of thought put into the layout and the actual design and composition and aspects of design which no one really even pays attention to anymore. Right. They just trick you into into looking at it, you know. Right. And that's that's kind of how video game trailers and news and, and information is given to us now. There's really there's really very little art um, behind the process of getting the consumer interested. But the Halo series always had really cool promos, like the uh, remember the Halo Two launch trailer. Oh right, okay. was one of the most exciting trailers I've ever yeah. I'd ever seen. Yeah, I remember watching it again and again and again. Yeah, and then the Halo Three. Uh, commercial trailer where you know it showed him as a kid talking to that girl. Oh right, yeah. Was yeah. just like the direction of that was just amazing. I mean, it was really genuinely amazing. Yeah, like, I I like the uh, the longer ODST one too. What was the ODST one? The kid, um, there's like the younger brother like says goodbye to or like, what is it? It's like uh, the kid's like older brother is like dead in the Covenant War and then he gets enlisted. And he becomes like an ODST, and then no, like the end of it is it him. For some reason. The end of it is him as like a grizzled like sergeant. Oh yes, yes, yes. And they all put their helmets on and like run away into the darkness. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. And I mean, Halo 3's uh, whole, whole diorama diorama thing, thing is yeah. kind of cliched and made fun of now, but I mean that's at the time epic. it was pretty interesting, like weird, like that the thing they built for it was like hundreds of man hours and like a creative effort wasn't it like a Stan itself. Winston thing too it was like it was a really big model makers yeah it was and it was it's a real thing like it's actually like yeah. a, if it's like a hundred square feet or something or, or not bigger than that I think and so this one I think if we're talking about if it lives up to Halo I kind of think it does I think it does only because I think it was directed really well People have been arguing, you know, like, oh, I knew what it was right away because of her voice. It sounds so much like her. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. But I think that was just a really novel way about of going about teasing the first few, first 10, 20 seconds. Oh, I really liked that part because... Yeah, it was really amazing. It's like as the viewer of the commercial, like, the, the camera is inside his head. Yeah. And she's, like, calling him, like, man, what is what am I going to see when I finally come out of this... Like synapse path, yeah. Like what's going on that she's freaking out? Yeah, kind right. Of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's that aspect to it for sure, and there's also um, what did it remind me of? Visually, it reminded me of Metroid Prime. Remember the beginning of Metroid Prime, the title screen uh, mm-hmm. animation. That oh yeah, yeah. That, like really short depth of field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, visually, it reminded me of that, but um, yeah, it reminded me of something else that I can't quite think of right now. Anyway, regardless, it was, uh, I think, a really good way of going about doing it. I, I was surprised at how many people disliked the trailer, is what I'm trying to say. What did they dislike? Just that it didn't show anything? Or? Well, I mean, whenever I, I heard a lot of people just being really dismissive of it. And I don't know if it was because they knew about it beforehand, or they genuinely didn't like the way the trailer was cut or directed or created or whatever. But Weird. Yeah. I just wonder what people think. I wonder what the what people who don't pay attention to the fiction think in, like in on. any way yeah what they think about it yeah like what do they think he's what do they think he's flying into at the end there well it just shows it just shows to me that um, 
I mean, with the whole synapse part, uh, that sort of effort put into it just shows to me that they're not. The series isn't yet appealing to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> yeah. Which every other video game is trying to, in Game order there. to get more money. I mean, yeah. like, let's go back to Mass Effect and talk about the fact that the entire fucking trailer and every everything was punctuated by that terrible guitar. I mean, that was one of the most offensive things of that? the show to me. Like, why do you have to? Why do they have to shatter the continuity of the aesthetic? Of, yeah. this, of the entire universe just to fucking sell some more. It's one. It's just fucking Because even the other two commercials had like an orchestration back to it, didn't it? More? It was like more I don't of a remember, score? to be honest. It wasn't I just like that, that, though. This it was, wasn't like that. It wasn't uh, like rock trailer. Right, right. I remember when 2 uh, was started, started moving slowly away from the really heavy synth. I mean, there's still tons of synth in the soundtrack, but they mm-hmm. definitely tried to make it a little more orchestral. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, that's an interesting direction to go. But this, this isn't interesting at all. It's just, like, very transparent. Yeah, it's who They're trying to shoot for. That and... With this uh, ugliness. That, the rail and, and weirdly, the thing that bothers me more is was, like, his takedown attack. Me too. That when drove he did that, me. Like, that, that biotic, whatever Why they is called that? it. Yeah. The, the, I can't remember what that tool is. The Omni tool. Where he like neck stabs a guy on the ground. I'm like, why is this in this why game? Why is he doing that? Why, and is it's, that? Yeah, why is he? Why is he doing that? He's not that kind of person. Even the most evil shepherd is not that animalistic. Yeah, he's just a cold bastard. Right. So like, you can't even defend it by saying, "Well, my shepherd would do that." No, he wouldn't. He would just push him. You were never the even given the choice to do that. Yeah. Like, where in the previous games has that happened? He's just not that animalistic. And and not only that, but uh, the very end of the trailer when they show him like snap it on. Snap that Omni tool on oh, with yeah, his wrist. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's sort of like staring the camera down with his head down. Yeah, he looks like almost every other video game protagonist this yeah. generation. All of a sudden, not yeah. that he was ever really unique and original, but because he wasn't, this is all the more disappointing. Yeah, you know, he was already borderline there. Now he's head shaved, <laughs> bald space marine. Now he's like a Godsmack video. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what that reminds me of, That's that like, really, mentality. Yeah. It reminded me of um, the music. I don't know who did the music for it. Do you, do you know who? I mean, did you ever happen to research uh-uh. the music? No. It reminded me of crit of the music that done by Chris. Um, Chris, who, Chris's name, I, for, did, I forget. He did the music to the Doom 3 trailer. Oh, Chris Renna? Was that him? You're talking about the guy from Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, was it him who did it? Not the know. music to the game, just the trailer. I mean, I don't oh. know if that's the same. Someone remember. did the tra- remember the music to the trailer of Doom Three that sounded like the Grudge. Yeah, it's him. It's him. Okay, because yeah, okay. it's the menu music for the PC. I don't know what it is right. on Xbox, You're but right. it's the menu music. Yeah, it is, and uh, it sounded a lot like that. Yeah, I don't know if they got the, the same guy to do it, but they definitely took notes from that. The sort of like late nineties. It just basically the sort of sh- basically the sort of music that's kind of like on the radio now. So what's weird about that to me is like who are they who are they trying to grab with the final installment of the game? Everyone, as many people as they can, because you ha- you already have all the people who are invested in it. I mean, if this is really the third and last one of this trilogy, then it's almost uh, a known quantity in terms of how many people are going to come back. At least you're at least going to sell as many as you sold last time because the yeah. game was so good. And this one's just promising to be better. Most of the fans like me, yeah, who, I can't I'm kind uh, of a newer fan. Um, I'll come back to it and, and just 
I'll be disappointed that but I have to deal with But you're invested in it to just see the end of it. Like, you're compelled to at least see the end of the story. Right, right. Yeah. And then, I mean, um, they're obviously planning to hook some new people in with all this crap. Yeah. Um... God. From a business perspective, it makes sense. It's but like it's Halo just... Three. Remember when when we uh, when like uh, there's like Breaking Benjamin is in Halo Three, or is it two? It's no, it's three. Because two has Incubus in it. Trapped. Oh, it's it trapped. trapped. Trapped does like trapped did like Breaking an entire Benjamin's soundtrack. In two. Is it two? Yeah. Or they were like a track, a special track. Yeah, yeah but a, there's a specific fight in the game where that that oh, track in Halo plays. Two? Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, you're right. I remember I was just like, oh. Yeah, that was pretty offensive. <sighs> I forgot it was in there, and I played two. I played two in, that was in anticipation of three. That was a long time ago, man. That was like but it still reminds ago. me of that, like, degradation. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that was longer ago than I thought. Oh, yeah. That's frightening. But it's like if one, if Mass Effect 1 is the more, like, pristine, like, Star Trek kind of thing where you can respect Shepard because he's sort of an amalgam of like Kirk and Riker yeah. and Picard and like all of these yeah. more like calculating intelligent sci-fi men. Yeah. And then in two, it's like, he's still kind of that character, but then he's interacting with like Star Wars tattooed biker chick and yeah. Star Wars gangster aliens. Right. And you're like, okay, he's just sort of out of his element. Right. Right. And in three, now you're just like, now he's just like bald space Marine. Yeah. Marcus Phoenix. It's like, it's yeah, it's upsetting. That's why that, that next step thing, I was like, fuck, really? And yeah, no other where, no other time in the game is that item demonstrated to have that kind of ability. In the series, right? In the series. I totally agree. And that was like, one of the most frustrating things. To it's me. anachronistic. You're like, what? Then why wasn't, why wasn't I doing this in the first game? Right. Like, like, ugh. Because Earth's under attack. Ugh, it's dirty. Remember, the, it's final, like dirty. remember the final quote from that stupid fucking trailer, too? It's like, we gotta go in with a plan! And he's like, we fight until we die. That's the plan. And you're like, alright. That's where I'd go, my shepherd wouldn't say that. My shepherd would not say that. No. <laughs> he just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, in my game, that wouldn't even be an option. <laughs> to be said. Right. right. Ideally, in the game that I would pay money for, that wouldn't be an yeah. option. But uh, That's not yeah. the Picard answer. That's like I don't know. It's Picard in like first contact when he lost his cool, <laughs> or not first contact. <laughs> no, it was first. Con- no, it, it was first it. contact. It was yeah. first contact. Yeah, the line must be drawn here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's ups- it. Is kind of like dirty. It's like, oh, yeah. Even when Picard was freaking out, I was like, Picard, you're acting like a baby. Yeah. Ugh. I granted him Mass no Effect. consideration for the troubles that he went through. Maybe it'll limp out. Maybe it'll just. Maybe the end it'll limp it all the way out. And it'll be okay. If the so, other characters are written, if if the characters from two that I liked are written as well as they were in two and three, it might be okay because yeah. Hopefully, Morden doesn't start neck stabbing people. <laughs> hopefully, Garrus doesn't start like snapping necks. You know, doesn't he already snap someone's neck in like the trailer? Does he? God, I, I put that trailer out of my my mind so fast because I'm going. Positive, did I'm something trying to really be on blackout for that game. Oh, hmm. just like Bioshock Infinite, which it was exceedingly difficult to be during E3. You didn't watch anything about that? No, that's retarded. No, they I'm don't show that. On it. They don't show that much. I'm already sold on that game, though. Yeah, but you'd be more sold. Don't you want to go back? I mean, for some games, don't you want to have that, like, man, I don't want to know what anything about is in this game. 
Um, not that you don't, because I know some games you're just like, no, I'm I'm just gonna wait until it comes out. Yeah, Bioshock I guess just isn't one of them. Don't know why. Couldn't tell you why. Yeah, Mass Effect Three. I don't really want to know anything because they're gonna fu they'll they'll say something and I'll be like, great, you just ruined that. I guess I'm more um, careful with the other aspects of the game, like the level design. Yeah. Um, and like the environments and the weapons. And that, that's stuff you don't want to see. Yeah, that's stuff that I care about. So, like, the Ken Levine interviews you'll watch because he's not actually like, showing the game. He's just right. talking about it. Okay. Right. That's fair. Maybe I just watched his interviews because I know he gave a couple. Yeah. I mean, they there's, like, a one, two-minute And I like hearing him talk. Like, I like he, I just like hearing him talk and how he conducts himself. Yeah. Because he's just, like, he's, like, this barely contained... Madness? <laughs> I was going to say rage slash chaos, I guess. Yeah. But... Yeah, he just can't wait to like punch you in the face and go back to working on the game. Anyway, that was so you didn't watch the Giant Bomb interview. No, I didn't. Oh. I saw the still though of him. It's just, like thirty like, minutes long. I saw the still of oh which one? The one from E three or the one where he went to the one from E three? No, that's thirty minutes. Something like that. It's oh my close. god! No, I saw the still though of him looking like a fucking wild man, like poised <laughs> to like kill. Yeah, I was like, I bet that's a really good interview. So that was um um you put Guitar Hero on this thing for Microsoft. I put Guitar Hero after Mass Effect. Yeah, because of the Guitar Hero music. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was like <laughs> they didn't show. Um Tomb Raider though. <laughs> oh, Tomb Raider. Well, I'm going to put Tomb Raider on everything else cuz I don't feel like that's not a 360 exclusive, is it? No, I guess not. But uh I was kind of bored with that that conference. I was kind of bored with all of them, really. I was bored and with every one of them. I was the Microsoft one was particularly frustrating because the, it was the first one. The next one was le out of the three, Sony's I think was the least boring, to me. Yeah, mostly because I kept waiting for something interesting to happen. Maybe that's it. You know, but I guess I was more genuinely just sort of interested and or marginally entertained by the things they were announcing whether or not they even appealed to me like what uh well we can go in order but like well we don't have to but like that TV that I'm, for some reason I just really like that TV <laughs> I just like it I'm just like that's a great idea or defend that's it that's a great idea I just think, I think a lot of people will buy it like if I like if I'm thinking of like Jack Tretton I'm like he thinks that's a great idea yeah a lot of people will probably buy it yeah especially college kids yeah people who want to get in on the 3D thing but Smart not spend a lot of money kids. yeah I agree. I and totally no, think it's a really smart And that whole, decision. like, uh, passive 3D thing. I guess that's what they call that, where you view two different... Yeah. Um, and I guess there's a TV out there that does it already, but it's kind of... I don't know what the story of it is, but I guess it's, like, one model of, like, a Vizio television that does it. TV's retarded. <sighs> it looks like a PSP. Yeah, I don't like it. It's, that. like, weird, weird rounded corners and has, like, the let's, let's, weird let's. I mean, like, I could talk it. for hours about the uh, collapse of Sony's design teams, their hardware design Do you teams. like the way the Vita looks? No. No? You I didn't mean, like the, the PSP, though, did you? No. I mean, they they went with the PSP and its rounded edges, and I think that because of that, they have to stick to that rounded edge look for the rest of their handheld life because that's, like, the only... That's the Sony look. 
Yeah, it's it's now. Well, that's the, the Sony, PSP look. The PSP look. It's like the Sony portable look. So I don't think they can move away from it. Particularly because what else would they do? A rectangle. They don't want to be confused with every other fucking device. And that's the only, out there. the only, yeah, that's a good point because I guess the only Game Boy that wasn't really a rectangle was the Advance, and now, and, and now in history, forgotten. it's like sort of the oh yeah, it did look like yeah. that because everyone remembers the SP. Yeah. Over the the first one. Right. That's a good point. So yeah. they're like stuck there, but so it's ugly, I think, and I don't know. I don't like. I don't it. mind it. I don't. It's I don't awkward, mind it. It looks a lot it's better. It's an awkward than the shape. It's just an awkward shape to, for something that you're supposed to like carry as opposed to I like an iPhone. Don't think it or looks any like portable device. I mean, the problem is because it's it's a video game device that uh, is a controller and a device in one, and it has to be portable. Yeah. It has to be more rugged by design. Right. So inherently, it's going to be designed with that in mind, and it's going to look a little worse than something you would, for instance, put on your shelf, like a PS3. Right. Even though the PS3 looks terrible looks. too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I understand, like to a certain degree, what they had to do with the design, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't look like what I would call a Sony product, and by that I mean. Sony, you know, 1955 through 2000, <laughs> maybe 2000, 2000, 2000, ish. Yeah, their design's just so terrible now. I don't mind the way that it looks, but I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, I mean, I guess what are they going to do if they're if they're trying to if they're trying to still maintain the 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 fan base of the PSP? Because I mean, there are people who like the PSP. It's not like no one has one. Right. And it's not like no one likes it. It's just a smaller group of people as compared to a DS or an not iPhone. Not in Japan, though. Or an iPhone. Yeah. It's like they can't... If they want to maintain those people and be like, no, the next one's going to be just as great as the weird experience that you have now on the PSP and get more people, it's like, I guess they can't change it too much. Do, I mean... But I'm disappointed I, that it looks like a bit... It just be, looks like a bigger PSP. I mean, we can talk about whether or not you think it's going to be a success now. We might as well. Do you think it's going to be a success? No. I think it's going to be I think gigantic will, in Japan. I think it'll have a larger market share than the PSP did, but in terms of like ranking the devices of 3DS, iPhone, Vita, yeah. I think it'll be third place. Still. I, I think it'll be gigantic in Japan. And mm-hmm. I think if companies... The only way that it'll be popular in America is if a company can make a compelling a compelling reason to own it for let me put it this way the only way that it could possibly be successful in America is if it rode the coattails of some really mainstream terrible game success like Modern Warfare or Uncharted and it's more mm. than likely going to ride the coattails or it has more of a chance of riding the coattails of Modern Warfare if Activision decides to make a portable version that's compatible with uh, a console version in terms of online competition. Like, that's one of the only compelling reasons I could see yeah. you trying to appeal to a U.S. mainstream gamer with... So it's like, what like is the mon- what's Monster... Hun- what's Monster Hunter for U.S. portable gaming? Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty. Yeah. A, a portable Modern Warfare. Yeah. Easily. Because Monster Hunter is the thing for Japan. A portable, a portable Modern Warfare would be, I think, incredibly big. Uh, if it was cross compatible in some way with, I'm curious to know how that would work, if that would work with 
3G. Which I guess is sort of irrelevant because both versions of it have Wi-Fi, which yeah, is the more right. uh, the, the, three... the, the larger bandwidth technology. If you if you got the system, are you gonna get one? I kind of want to. I'm gonna buy one the first day. I kind of want to, especially. It's uh, like the first piece of hardware. Oh, you know what I am, Beca- and this is why I just said that because I I'm like, man, there's something out there that makes me want to buy a, P- a Vita, and it's fucking Dragon's Crown. Yeah, I mean, there's like I want that out. game so bad on a console, but it's coming out for I, PS3. Is it? Uh, Amazon has both versions of the game uh, for twenty nine dollars for right now. I still kind of want one, even without that in the picture. Wipeout. Wipeout 2048. Are you fucking Just give me that Ridge Racer thing on a disc. That Ridge Racer demo thing? <laughs> just give me that. A, that's all That I with want. a couple different tracks, like like music tracks and cars and like... That's all I want. Make my video Ridge Racer. We made the, like, yeah, we made the joke uh, that that's almost like the natural evolution of what Ridge Racer should be. It's like be. if you take... Yeah. It's Not like unbounded, if, but more just if you, like a yeah, visual If you grabbed a hold visual. of like the core of Ridge Racer, which is the driving... Right. And just shook everything off of it. Right. And put that into a game. Right. <laughs> unbounded, a... unbounded took the driving. Yeah. <laughs> and left everything else and every, to this visual. The style answer. isn't all this other thing. <laughs> Good. I mean, I'll, I'll know. Speaking of that, this isn't a side, but did you see that Namco game called Go Vacation? For the Wii? Um, yeah. Yeah, I saw the video you put on your... You put it on my wall. Yeah, I saw it. What do you think about that game? I thought it was a Nintendo game at first, or like a yeah. Nintendo first-party game. Um, I kind of like it. I think it looks really interesting. I kind of like it because it's, it's like Namco the world, like Namco yeah. the island, I guess. Yeah. It's whatever that woohoo island, but Namco. It's really interesting to me. Because uh, as I kept watching, I was like, wait. And it's well done. Like, what the fuck is this? I mean, it's well done. And then it ends on the Ridge Racer thing. And I was like, right. oh, man. That's why I brought it up. There is very clearly a Ridge Racer-inspired racing game. And those tracks looked like R4 tracks. They did. Yeah. Particularly because of the red and white squaring. That and, like, the city, the nighttime right. city look. And the low-polygon cat. <laughs> <laughs> but just sort of that yeah. weird, like, Namco as a... It's weird. It's like a home It's like a home hub as a game. Like a theme. I think yeah. that's the future of open-world games. Like themed like that, yeah. Sort of? Like resort games. I think resort oh, games are yeah. going to be ridiculously big next generation. Like a uh, as a genre. Yeah. 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 And if someone yeah. had the balls to throw a casino that used real money in that mm. type of game, I think that would be really use interesting. bitcoins. <laughs> I think that'd be really interesting. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really like interested the in the in the in the Vita, Vita, whatever. I think it's Vita. Vita. They say Vita. I want to say Vita. I've always vitamin. wanted to say Vita, too, but Vita does sound a little bit too much like any of the But products. Vita sounds like a pill, I guess. Like, Vita sounds like Vitamix to me. That's the first thing I think of, which uh, is that superpower blender. It also reminds me of a hundred different products that we sell at Whole Foods, like Vita Tops, yeah. muffins, and all this bizarre thing. So Vita is better, even though it reminds me of cheese. Uh, Vita makes me think of Italian, just like the concept of Italian. Yeah. V-I-D-A, which I get. Well, it's still Spanish, too, but... I've never come around on a name this quickly. I don't mind it. Man, I'm not going to not buy it. I'm not going to not buy it and be like, no, I didn't like it either at I first. hated it at first. And I, I like almost it like it. I, you know, in fact, I think the only... I think, <laughs> I think the... Uh, you know when I finally liked it is when I saw it in the font. That yeah. new, the new PS, the yeah, new I PlayStation agree. font. I was I like, I kind of liked the way that looked. 
I think the best thing that happened to the Vita was Nintendo's naming the Wii successor to Wii U. The Wii U. Because a million people, you know, a week before that, everyone was saying, I have never heard of a name this stupid as the Vita. Yeah. And then the Wii U came out. And they they're were like, like, never mind. great. <laughs> I got a Vita tattoo. <laughs> That's how much I like it. I am interested in it as a device. If it was a phone, it would it would be a serious thing to like topple the iPhone, I think. Yeah, but it but like, I mean, could never be. I wouldn't even want it as a phone. I hate saying, I hate saying, but if it was a phone, if only it was a phone. It's very hardcore. It is very hardcore. I mean, it's very hardcore. The things it's that it, that, that's why I like it. The things that it's promising that it could do, uh, it's just made for the hardware gamer, which is great. That's why I'll buy it the first day to show my support. I like their, um, that's what I want. Sony I like, is really hardcore. I like their near thing, N-E-A-R. That's sort of that weird community thing, like their street pass kind of thing. Mm. What uh, was it? I don't um, remember the details or the promo video or anything. It basically, all I remember was like it's like Street Pass, but for PSP. Mm. It's like that's how you communicate with your other your friends. Oh yeah, the, I've watched the TGS demo of it. Yeah, that's the thing that the 3G uses. Yeah, uh, but it will use. That's why Wi-Fi I asked. Use that's why I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah. it will use Wi-Fi. I but guess you can use it with Wi-Fi, but with the since the 3G is a signal you're constantly receiving, it's like if you want to do those things. You kind of have to have the 3G service, or will only work within a Wi-Fi. So, do you want to get the you know? 3G then, or the Wi-Fi? I don't know, because I don't really want to be into AT&T for yet another data plan. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. That's why I won't get it. It's the whole reason. Like, I really don't, and I really don't like. You're with AT&T now. I'm with AT&T on this iPhone, and I wish I wasn't. But what would you? Who would you be with? I don't know now because Verizon keeps fucking things up. First, they're getting rid of. Uh, unlimited data yeah. plans. It'll all be tiered, which is ridiculous, but genius on their part because people will pay it. And then there was something else that they, some other move they pulled where I was like, really? Cell phone companies are ridiculous right now. They're like 1993 Prodigy, like charging by yeah. power. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know when consumers are going to wake up and be like, oh, wait, remember when AOL went from 595 an hour to 99 per month, 1999 per month? Yeah. And you were like, whoa. Yeah. How could something go from so much money to so little without the company going totally and under? And then it went it's even less if you had your own ISP. Yeah. Because like you got right. broadband, it's like $3 a day right. or th- a month or whatever, something stupid. It's like a whole generation of consumers, me included, realized at that point that the service they were charging for was pretty much free to them. And at that point, you being 9 or 10 or 11, you, did, you, had, you were like, you didn't know any better. Like no, you, would, it you, would, me. you would never, you would never question that AOL was too much until they like sort oh, of. Oh right. They were just until like until they showed. They were just like they basically showed their we've hand. We've been like raking you over the coals for exactly. the last year. Yeah. That was one of the most, and, and it particularly <laughs> affected me because like for a while when I was on Prodigy, I was getting like three hundred, four hundred dollar bills. And, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Having to go to the mailbox and steal the bill and like throw it in the sewer. <laughs> So I can like. <laughs> so your parents didn't find so, like, out. A, yeah, I can go yeah. like two more months using Prodigy and yeah. I'm getting my ass kicked. But. uh Yes, when I found out when it dropped like a monthly charge, I was you know like yeah. fuckers. And it's the same with cell phones. Yeah. Some company, you know, and it's almost weird enough because there are companies already out there like Cricket, Boost Mobile that have plans that are not quite as drastic of a drop as the hour to month AOL fee was. Yeah. But I mean, there are, there are companies out there who are basically showing consumers. It's a more sensible way to use the device and to, right. Yeah. And they're showing consumers that yeah. uh, the other data plans that companies are charging for are a little bit overpriced, to say the least. 
the functionality that my iPhone provides, I could probably function without if I didn't have a. Fr if I just put this thing in like the freezer for a week and never touched it, after a week I'd probably be like, why do I even have that thing? Yeah, getting rid of my phone was really uh, put me in an issue. So if I want to make the jump and sort of be just like, I just need a phone so in case I'm like in the desert and I get lost, and then get the Vita and be like, this is the gaming. This is what I carry on for gaming. I would never carry the Vita. Because why do I, I don't want to play Angry Birds? <laughs> why do I want to play Angry Birds? I don't want to do that. Uh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm really interested in the Vita, for sure. And I like how they sort of, <laughs> I like how they sort of just did this. The what was it Rise? Rise. Yeah. I like how they sort of just casually were like, "Yeah, it just saves to the cloud and whatever." Like yeah. the guy was just sort of like, "Yeah, it does this." I don't like the cloud in any way. I don't either. But uh, but but as, as far as what the cloud does for I that game, like of like your yeah man, but that's how they get you. The cloud starts doing nice things for you, <laughs> and eventually the cloud has you fucking figured out. Then the cloud starts telling you what to do, because it knows how you react. Yeah. Because it has your entire history <laughs> in itself. Yeah. I don't. I do not like the cloud. That's not a good thing, man. But despite that, you still want a Vita? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily dependent on the cloud yet. No. Uh, we're not we're not there yet. And it's really hardcore, like I said. And I don't think Sony has the... A, being a Japanese company. B, showing their hand in terms of how terrible they are with technology. I don't think they have any aspirations quite yet to take over the world with the data that they're mining from people. They don't have the ability or the <laughs> right, aspirations right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if they want to use the cloud... I, I, it's like you know, I trust the Japanese man. It's like class. if they, if if Sony ends up dominating the world, it'll be by total accident. Right. Where one day someone's like, "Look at all this! Did you know we had all this? Right. On these people? And <laughs> even then, I don't think the Japanese man who's going to make the final call. And then they're going to say, they're going to go and how can we use this to sell more Monster Hunter downloadable? How can we yeah. use this to make some new kind of hardware? Because that's our business. Yeah. Is building things. Yeah. Without that, we're nothing. Their their Vita presentation was disappointing though because like they didn't show Wipeout. I'm surprised they didn't show Wipeout. Yeah, the whole conference, all the because that that were seems weird. like the if they you're were gonna, showing in the conferences was just such if you're trying to rope the the hardcore, which is what Sony still seems to. It's either the hardcore or like we even said this last year. Last year was the hardcore and the technophile, the gadget geek of yeah. like own all this crazy shit because it's all in 3D and it all works with it, it all talks to each other. Yeah. I'm just I, like Wipeout seems like that's the kind of game you show those people. It's embarrassing when Sony tries to chase these like media corporation or media conglomerate streaming services down to try and add them to their list because every Sony conference they like oh like the Cinema Now thing they roll out like five different companies that I have never fucking heard of it's like, like, like Backdoor like, Movies like Cinema and, Now <laughs> yeah Cinema Now and uh, IPTV yeah like um. It's more embarrassing. My PTV is just a concept, but I understand what you're saying. It's just it's more sort of embarrassing than anything. Like, it's almost like when they stop for those five minutes or five seconds to show you those logos. It's embarrassing to see them on the screen. But to, me, it, it, to me, it is. It's not even a feature. I would rather have, it's weird. I would rather have that stuff be hidden from me because when I see it, I'm almost wanting the PS3 less. I'm like, this just looks embarrassing. You know, it's filled with features that you're, the average person wouldn't recognize. Not that the average person is any measure of quality, yeah. but it's just that the... It's just embarrassing seeing them try to play the game that Microsoft already has won. 
Yeah. No, I they can't saying. chase them down that road. Yeah. They're waiting at the end of it with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. So just don't with do it. <laughs> Don Magic has a gun at the end of that road aimed at you. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. But, uh... It's weird, though. I wonder how many people... I would really be curious to know the usage statistics of people who own a 360 and a PS3. Who be... Like, what do they watch Netflix on? Well, the PS3 got the majority of the Netflix. That's why I watch Netflix on my PS3, too. In the country. That's how I started playing my PS3 more, just through using the Netflix more. I don't know why. First, I know why mentally I did it, because I was like, this thing is... This is the Sony machine. HDMI right out of the start. 1080p. It's got to be the better machine right. to watch Netflix on. And that was my mental reasoning. Is it? I have no idea. I have no idea. All I know is that's why I started doing it. Yeah, but is the Netflix on the Sony easier to navigate than the... Netflix? I like the interface on the PS3 better than the 360. Okay. But I think they're all sort of changing. If it hasn't, I think they are because the Netflix website... Yeah. Have you seen it lately? No. They redid the the entire website. It oh, looks more, it looks more like the PS3 interface now. Yeah. It's those like yeah. sliding rows. I have seen it. That's right. the way the PS3 one looks. So, anyway, uh, what else was Sony? No Twisted Metal, which was kind of weird. Are you excited about that game? I go back and forth on I'm it. I'm really excited because it game. looks the game looks the game looks great. like a garbage heap. Like it's just like this. Frankenstein. I think it looks amazing. But maybe that's because it's Twisted Metal, and it yeah, always has looked that way. It is because it's Twisted Metal. That game looks amazing. And then anytime Jaffe talks about it, yeah, and like can barely contain himself, yeah, and he's dropping the f bomb on national TV, yeah, because he's just so like excited about the game, yeah. <laughs> I that's really, inf- it's infectious. I really like him and his honesty, and I will <laughs> support it any way I can. And it doesn't hurt that the game looks amazing. Did you, not that I want to talk about earlier, did you listen to the Bombcast that he was on? Yeah. That's probably like one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Me too. I think. It's really interesting. Uh, what I else? Totally agree. Uh, oh, you were, you're pretty into the idea of Dust. 514. 514. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that seems... So much thing. so that you said to me when you came in today, I think I want to get into Eve, maybe. I think I do. I mean, I... I I did, and I don't, I don't, I don't discount that game. There are things about Eve when I see screenshots where I'm like, this seems like something I might be able to get really into. I mean, oh. even as on an aesthetic level, it just has that weird clean Listen, space thing going. Eve on. Eve just is. It seems so ridiculous, and it seems like the exact kind of game that I would never want to play. But eventually, I'm going to have to play this kind of game. Eve seems like the kind of thing to me that one day a chunk of the population will be missing all of a sudden. <laughs> And every it'll find out that every single person missing is an Eve Online user, and they kill themselves. And either Some they killed themselves, suicide, or now there is an avatar in Eve that accounts for every single person <laughs> that's missing. That's possible. That's possible. It's like a, I mean, like it's like a burgeoning reality that no one, everyone's just like, yeah, one day we're all just gonna go in. Eventually, I waiting. have to play one of these <laughs> games, like an MMO. Yeah, and um. I guess it might as well be one that causes you to have spreadsheets. Yeah, and, like I don't think like, like a madman. I don't like these kind of games. I think they're terrible. But I'm curious about them, and I'm gonna have to dip my toes in to experience it, so that I can come out of it and say I know what this is like. Yeah, I can talk about it because I've had the experience. Yeah. So when I say that MMOs are bad, I'm no longer saying it from the perspective of someone who's never played one. 
Right. You can trust me. MMOs are bad. Yeah. And so, Eve, you're in outer space. It's great. It's a plus already. Uh, it looks pretty good. The character creation is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the depth that I like in terms of how, much hour, how many hours you'll be wasting trying to keep up with the history of the game. A real economy. Well, yeah, a real economy. It might as well be a real economy. That's so decided you, by players. Did you hear how Dust is going to like be a free-to-play game? No, I didn't hear that. It's free-to-play. Wow. There's a cover charge. Someone, uh, I was talking to Charles about that because he plays Eve, and he's like, you know there's going to be microtransactions. And I was like, what? Yeah. He said, yeah, that's the whole game is microtransactions. Like, there's a cover charge weird. to get in the game. Right. And that, that cover charge is converted into ISP. Which is their currency. Oh, weird. And that's what you use to fund your character startup. Oh, wow. And then you can either just keep buying the progression. It's like a casino. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your chips. Um, Here's your isk. So, I mean, I don't like that stuff. I can't talk enough about how much I don't like that stuff. But it's appealing to me in a way that I can't ignore. So I'm gonna have to like do that. the the transparency with which they're converting real world currency into fake digital currency. Yeah, and not saying. And I also think that the developers have a general, or I'm sorry, a genuine intent to make something worthwhile. Sure. Which, when you look at games like Farmville, I don't agree with, or I don't see that happening. Oh, uh, like you don't see it as a good. Yeah, Farmville thing. is. Not a good. A company perfecting how to enslave the human race through iterative, iterative software releases. Through their own admission, too. Yeah, that's exactly what that company and that game is. Um, Eve, at least, is rewarding in some sense. So <laughs> that's psychotic. I think, and I think that PS3 to PC crossover. What I mean, regardless of you, can, it's not really substantial in that. I can't. It doesn't allow me anything outside of just playing the game and allowing yeah. the PC game to influence my experience. Right. But the fact that Sony is sort of... That Sony recognizes that's kind of a thing. Like, that's yeah. kind of an important thing. That coupled with their allowing Steamworks to through Portal and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I really like that about them. Well, it's really smart on their part because, I mean, right now, the whole reason that you buy these hardware machines... Hardware machines... Uh, the whole reason that you buy a company's hardware is it's basically like um, the down payment on a subscription service for what kind of games you're going to be playing for the next five years, right? Ideally. I mean, I mean that's that's what it is. It's like saying, I'm buying an Xbox, I'm going to be playing Xbox games for the next five years. Sure. You spread out the initial $300, $400 investment over the course of the five years. It's like $100 a year, $10 a month almost. It's like you're paying a subscription fee to play Microsoft games. Sure. But... Uh, Companies like Sony, who are hardware, they are going to want to keep making hardware. So if they open themselves up to developers um, and make new hardware, they don't even necessarily have to be the ones who create the software for it. Right. Just like you know Microsoft doing with the Kinect Labs. Sure. Um, like at one point, Sony was pretty up on people having Linux on their right. PS3. And then it's it, a good route if they keep going yeah. that way. Uh, which it kind of looks like they're at least having letting the developers work on that connectivity. The way Sony seems to be going about it, and maybe it's because they're more of a hardware company, it's like, is that they 
it's almost like someone tells like the, somewhere someone gets the idea and because in my perspective my perception the Japanese are people who are very interested in seeing new things and seeing the new technology and like getting happiness from seeing that kind of thing yeah it's like hey maybe you should make this platform real open that's a you know people will like that and they're like yeah that's a that's a new step for the future and then they do it and then the evil people come in and ruin it and then they go right. oh maybe that wasn't so good right and that's why Linux is now a, a bad thing because they sort right. of they did it in good faith that people would be like yeah right but then they used it to pirate their games and they're like well don't do that right we gave you this thing right I, that's like how I feel like they're progressing I would totally agree with that it just further like highlights whereas Microsoft is like no lock it down proprietary draconian right. certification processes because Microsoft knows there's less structure in America we're a bunch of fucking <laughs> I mean like we want our freedom when you find when you find your 40 acres and a mule you put men with guns at every corner yeah yeah So, oh, and then I guess the other thing with Sony uh, we can cover is, like, they kind of, they went HD collection crazy. Right. With uh, Zone of the Ender. Um, well, I mean, it's not really, it's Konami, but it's, it's well, that's coming to 360, too, I guess. Anyway, Zone of the Ender is Metal Gear, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, so and Eco, and Peace Walker. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I would love to play Zone of the Enders again. I'm really excited about that. And, and I know you're really game. excited about Peace Walker. Peace Walker would be awesome. That's going to be great. That's going to be amazing. Is that, is that one of the few reasons that you haven't played it more is because it's on the small screen? Yeah, it's very hard to control. Yeah. You have to do a sort of claw in the same way that you do for Monster Hunter. Oh. Control. So now just having like the two sticks and a big screen or a bigger screen. That's awesome. Yeah. I also wish they would release uh, Monster Hunter for the PS3 and the the HD remake in America. Um, they have no plans to... I mean, I guess... I mean, if you, it's if not surprising you, that they don't. But. Just do it digitally, and whoever buys it, buys it. Yeah. You know? But why Set not up, just like, do that? Set up, like, one server? To see if anyone bites. Like, the reason that People it's not big bite. in America People now... People will bite. The reason that that game's not big in America now is... I mean, there's two hurdles. One, the PSP, and two, the controls. Those are two, oh. pretty, two pretty big hurdles. I thought you were going to say the PSP in World of Warcraft. Uh no, not I that think, they're necessarily the same experience. I think the, experience, but like, I think the Monster, Hunter, Monster Hunter experience is a hundred times more compelling than World of Warcraft. It may not be as psychologically tuned to manipulate human beings as the World of Warcraft experience, but I think that anyone who gives it a try will recognize. But, but to me, those are health. the people whose heads you have to turn away from the monitor. Yeah, to look at it, like you have to defeat that. Well, I don't think they would be playing this game anyway. That's my point. You don't think so? No. Oh, see, I think so. No, th- I think that there needs to be an MMO for console gamers. It ha- it's gonna. There's gonna have to be one. Where where is it? Because so far it's just been PC ports, and or, I mean, or games designed for PC like DC Online and uh, Final Fantasy. Even if they put, it's not just an access thing. Because if they put World of Warcraft on an Xbox 360, I don't think it'd be popular. It wouldn't. They need to. Someone needs to design a game for console controls. gamers. Uh, that uh, is as addictive. <laughs> That it is is uh, compelling as World of Warcraft. I really think Monster Hunter could be that. I really think that. The, the, my limited time with that game was incredibly addictive. So much so that I had to just 
pushed the. The PS reason game. I haven't played the reason I stopped playing Try is because I saw it. I saw like I did the first couple quests in Try, saw the ocean, yeah. that I would have to swim in, literally and figuratively, yeah. and, and went, no, I can't, I can't. I won't play anything else for months if I if I start if I keep going. Right. And I really don't want to keep play this Wii game for months. Right. <laughs> so you're not wrong about that. And then you put possible Gradius Five HD. Yeah. Is that just wishful thinking? Well, I mean, they're obviously already well, they're obviously interested and able to. They could make just do three and four like PS2. they did on PS2. They don't even need to do that. And I don't even want five. three and four. Just put. Put 5 HD on, like, Xbox Live Arcade and PSN Network. Like, I don't even need a physical product. Just release it as an arcade title. If there wasn't a Bongayo out and a Radiant Silver Gun coming and Strania... You would have said, that's bullshit. Moss, I'd be like, no way. But now it's stranger looking, things have happened. Yeah, I really think Radius 5 is going <laughs> to come uh, to an arcade service or PSN. Because, you know, it star- it's one of those things where, like, it started on the fringe of the video game hobby. People saying, man, I'd like to see that. And the idea has moved further inwards, and it's nowhere near the mainstream yet. You've never heard anyone on a podcast, like a generally accepted podcast, talk about it or anything. But it's one of those things where I'm always surprised where I see it pop up next, where I see someone say, Gradius 5 HD. You know, first it was on like Schmucks. You're not wrong. Then it was on like Neo Geo. And it was on Gaff. That's Gaff, yeah. And I'm like, Gaff's talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I probably know the exact thread you saw it because I had the same reaction of like, really? Somebody has to be paying attention to that and being like, well, there's obviously some market for it. And 5, to its credit, I mean, not five that there's anything, the to, not that there's anything to discredit from 5, but yeah. 5, to its credit, uh, is is like so close. Like when I even, when I've played it, oh, it looks a months ago, it's so close it to already amazing. being an HD game. I know. It's just limited by the hardware not putting out an HD resolution. I know. Games that if I ever get a, a, if when I finally upgrade to a PC that can do PS2 emulation, if that game works on that emulator, yeah, it must look ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. And I mean, Treasure is already really into. It's not that like d- it's I was going to say that too. That discussion has to have happened at some point where someone yeah. is just like coding on on Radiant, and they're like. You know how much easier this would be if this was on PS2? Well, would they get anything uh, out of the... I'm just wondering, like, who... Owned, in terms of royalties for uh, Gradius 5 If now? that project were to happen, would Treasure even have it, you mean? Yeah, or would Konami be totally left to... That's a good question. Or, or, would they in, or would they sort of invite Treasure in? Did Treasure like, self-publish Radiant? Yeah. Oh, they did. Or... Oh. I don't know. I don't know, but that doesn't... Uh, it doesn't matter to me if they self-published it because even if they didn't, they might have had a deal with that specific publisher where after that, like where they were sure. only publishing this iteration or version of the game. They could have been forward enough thinking, forward thinking enough to have come up with an agreement like that. You well, know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that, but I'm, I'm, I, it has to have. That discussion has to at least happened at some point where someone said, you know, while we're doing this. I mean, Konami doesn't really have that much. <laughs> Uh, from the PS2 era, era that they could up-res and port. Just, m- just Metal Gear and Gradius. Contra. And Zone of the Enders. They could put out Shattered Soldier in HD. That's not going to happen. You don't know. There's Shattered I Soldier. don't know. There's Shattered Soldier and Neo Contra. Two games. All they need is two games to make a collection. We see that. <laughs> 
yeah. That's a collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they already have some sort of ability or emulator or something, some process that they've done a few times and they know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me like they're only a few steps away from porting Contra. They're just they're floating these two. And out, what better time three, to do I guess it? I would say. Than before you release a new Contra. Your logic is not. They're flawed. gonna. I Your logic is not flawed at all. Come out. I guarantee those games are gonna come out. Do you think, especially if these sell well? Do you think that they're they're floating out Metal Gear because it's the big one, right? And Zone of the Enders because the 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 fan base has been so vocal. Or Kojima it. was like, "This is what we're gonna do." <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, it's probably I mean? it's probably half and half, but I know if someone's watching Gradius Five, traffic spikes on yeah. the net. The Zone of the Enders fan base is overwhelmingly vocal. About, they're vocal about wanting an update I mean, and/or a sequel. They're vocal. I agree. I agree with that. So I guess in terms of resurrecting their PS2 properties, those are the yeah, those are the ones you go with. Probably. Stranger things have happened. And then, after that, the next day we had Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo is here to bring the gaming experience to everyone. We've heard you. Really, Reggie? I hate the way Reggie talks, man. Me too. I really hate the way he delivers his speeches. We've heard you. Hands together. Turn. Shoulders. Walk. <laughs> like, it's like I'm watching it. I'm just like, someone's like puppeteering this, man. Yeah, it really is robotic and... and <sighs> Miyamoto, I, the first, I was thinking that Miyamoto's about, got a gun pointed at him off stage. I was thinking about that uh, <laughs> because the first time we saw Reggie years ago, we were like, yeah. We were really excited. Reggie, who is this Because we're here to kick ass and make games. Black Reggie. That's all I knew about it. It was a black Reggie. That's really black all Reggie I knew. In, the, in the boxing bell. <laughs> Ding! Yeah, in the boxing yeah. bell. Uh, <laughs> I dug him, but now he's he like Nintendo is watered down to a level of uh, just disappointing boredom. I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, don't you feel that way? I wrote. I wrote. No, you're. I, I do. Like, there's. Uh, they're the most corporate of all of their... So Xbox is sort Corporate of like the... Aside, it's just the fact that they're the ones that are making the... They're making hard... It's like they're the, they're making... They more than Sony are a hardware company. I mean, they don't have as much invested in hardware, but... They don't have as much actual money invested in yeah, hardware. Yeah, I guess I just... More of their stake I always still consider company. them a toy company. Okay. that's what they started but as. But that's what I'm considering yeah. is hardware, a toy. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's a physical thing. Sure. Okay. And, uh, you know, now their games are mirroring their hardware products. They're <laughs> so sterile and plastic and just. There's no novelty in them. And they're no. cookie cutter. And they're yeah. just iterative. And Mario is so. Minutely iterative. Yeah, Mario is so unmagical. I know that's not a word, but it's just so unmagical compared to what it used to be. I mean, True. like, they bring out a tail and they expect everyone to fucking freak out. And everyone does freak out because everyone's an idiot. <laughs> because you know what? The fucking Nintendo fans are like Disney fans now. And Nintendo is our generation's Disney for sure. They started off like Disney doing a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, cool, even edgy stuff. Artistic, pioneering, creative. Pioneering for its time. Pioneering. Yeah. Uh, amazing quality. Mm-hmm. Leaders of the field, yeah, and you know they're gonna they're gonna live for another fifty years off of that, and 
those fans and things are going to get worse and, and worse and worse and more sterile and more iterative. And, and in the end of their life, Nintendo's life, they may have like a renaissance like the 90s Disney, you know? Right. But until then, they're just going to keep raping their uh, ideas or their previous ideas and uh, reusing them and everything is just so it's it's a copy of a copy of a copy you know like yeah. the Mario games are copies of Mario games you know and, and it's weird because they get more technologically competent and advanced but they lose something every time despite being like more competent technologically they lose their creativity with every iteration I think like seeing the new Mario Brothers for 3DS just looked like they um, took Mario 3 and removed all the sort of freedom from it. And the fixed perspective... And it's not like there's a lot of freedom in Mario 3. It's a 2D fixed perspective game, obviously, because it's 2D. But the way they fixed the perspective in this game, just the illusion of dynamic motion in the world even more because everything's so rigid in its construction to suit the perspective. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like the game is, is constructed... It's more like Mario 64. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. less fluid. There's less ability. There's less. Uh, uh, there's there are less options for your character uh, in terms of navigating the environment. Right. That's so sad to me, and just there's something, what? and I can't I can't think of the what? only the only sloppy analogy I can think of is like <sighs> that's not even really good. It's just sort of like peeling layers back, and then it's like. When, it's like, when's the last time you actually changed anything about this? Or took a risk. Sub- substantial. That's what it is for me. Or like, uh, I don't know, I guess like the only other thing I can think of is like a, a house that's been painted over a million times. Or like wallpaper that's been put on top of wallpaper that's been put on top of wallpaper. Or something. Like, I don't know. It's just like, did, do you even know what these walls originally look like? Yeah. You've just put new coats over it so many times. Yeah. And it's not like Mario like Mario Galaxy was an amazing game. It's not like it was bad in any respect. It was amazing. It was one of the best games. I can't believe that the 3DS Mario isn't a Galaxy like continuation. Well, you know what's interesting is I I watched a lot of this a lot of the video. I watched it again and again and again because there's not too much video of it out there, but it's intelligent what they did with the force perspective this time because it really caters to the 3D. Like, I guess I just figured that that are really and I'm sure they are. I guess I just figured that if they're going to go with the 3D technology that they're the first with, right? that they're going to pick sort of the more edgy yeah. version of Mario, which is the Sunshine, beca- or not Sunshine, <laughs> which is uh, Galaxy, just because it's so different. Well, did you think that... I mean, like, what do you think about the 3DS... Well, they have announced a few 3DS games, right? They talked about Luigi's Mansion and... Um, Mario Kart 3DS. Great. Yeah. Another one. Huh? And there's gliders now. And great. I just... The gliders now. So they, they talked about... One that. Pilot Wings minigame made its way into Mario Kart. It's new. It's just so sad. Like, I am just That's what bothers me. It's like, how do you stand up on that stage? It's like you seeing those logos and being like... And, and the Sony press comments being like... I don't. I don't really want to see these. I don't really. These make me feel bad for you and me. Right. Seeing Mario Kart 3DS, and it's like, hey, now you glide. 
or you turn into a boat and go underwater or a submarine or whatever. Nintendo to, takes makes some risks. To me, that's like I don't. I'm embarrassed for the both of us. Yeah. On this one, Kid Icarus was the only thing where I'm like, hey, looks all right. Yeah, it's sometimes. I mean, Nintendo still is a weird enough company that they do strange things sometimes. Like the entire production of Kid Icarus <clears throat> seems like they just let this guy go off. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? You did good with Super Smash Brothers. Now you can make this game and you can have at it. And I think he's... And I can't even totally tell what it is. He's gone off the rails. Parts of it looks like Panzer Dragoon. He's gone off the rails. Sin and Punishment. I think it's going to be like a really really complex, complete novel game. I mean, just the the way... I mean, you've seen the way it asks you to hold the the DS. For Kid Icarus? Yeah. No. Oh, it's not normal whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, you are doing it's 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 a lot like hunters for the DS, where you oh, have to like wow, you know, use this to do these things. So weird, you're drawing with a stylus, and it's very strange. And did you see there's a multiplayer? Yes. In it. Yeah. Like that reminded me of Deathmatch style. What? Very weird. That game's gonna be weird. That's cool. To and it was me like kill the weird. team's angel or something. It's like oh, what? All right. That's cool and interesting to me because it's so weird enough. And it's coming from Nintendo. And Nintendo can make interesting good games. It's just weird that they're her, they're her. I mean, I know you really don't like Mario that much, but Mario was like such a good game. I don't dislike Mario. I just don't. He's not. The original really. Nintendo Marios are so important to me. And then they said some. They, you know, not only are they ruining Mario to me, but they Miyamoto had that quote, and I don't know if it was a joke or not, where he was like, you know, if this Zelda doesn't sell well, we're probably gonna hold put the series on hold for a while. And you're like, yeah. Really? What was it? Was that in? Uh, if it doesn't sell well, you're probably going to put it on hold for a while. It was that, and it was it was that and something else. Zelda and something else. He like jokingly said something. I forget what it was. But Zelda so was the bigger one. It's just so. I don't understand it. People don't seem very happy with that game either. Skyward Sword. No, it's just because it doesn't look like it's anything interesting. Like it doesn't look novel enough. I don't think. It looks like a mix between uh, or a mix of. Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Hmm. Like, it's like half of both aesthetics. And, uh... It's just not new enough, I don't think, for most people to really recognize what the big deal is. Especially because it doesn't look that good resolution-wise. There is something weird about seeing... Like, when I saw the uh, new Super Mario Bros. Wii, and I saw the old NES style with the new Wii-style characters... Yeah. My brain really didn't like that at all. I didn't like that either. My brain really didn't like it at all. You mean the Miis? Well, like that and like the new more like oh, Mickey Mouse Mario. Yes. And like... I really didn't like that. The the rainbow color palette. I don't yes. have a problem with rainbow, but like when I think of the Mario, the three Mario games, they're, they're very distinct. Yeah. They share things, obviously, but they're very distinct. And it's like they sort of just threw all that out the window. They're like, let's just make everything all the colors. We'll take all these Disney-fied characters. And I don't know. It's not like the, the the aesthetic's really accomplished, I think, and done well. It's competent. I think like it's really executed well. Of the well. new one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's just so... It's so... It's only bad in comparison to what it once was and, like, what I hoped it would be I think it's because it's just like a perversion of your memory. Yeah. You're just like, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Why would they do this? And also, it's a rec- it's like a recognition of like we don't have anything new to show you. It's also in the lot- slightest. Do we have anything new to show you? So why do you think it's what do you think so different about it? 
The colors? Like pastels? Bother me, the whole like... I mean, I just like the colors too, so that could be it. I think it's a lot less Seeing abstract. like the multicolored toads, for some reason bothers me. When I see like all the Yoshis in their colors, it bothers me. I don't know why. It's, just, it's a weird thing that I don't like. I don't think it's as, as weird. I think it's because it's less distinct. Yeah. Like the very first Mario sure, has a very totally distinct right. color palette. Yeah, you're totally right. I still I still remember it of like red bricks and yeah. blue sky and green bushes and white clouds. But like the actual tones of those colors and the way they were organized on screen is yeah. very distinct. And then two, even though two was a totally different game that they just it was also very distinct. basically rom hacked, but it was very distinct. Three is totally distinct. Even like even so far as like going into an aesthetic of like the stage production of like screws and ropes and like right. stripes and right. all that kind of stuff, and then they just sort of like wiped that off and put in just like bland, indistinct representations of all the characters. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like it. That's why to me, Luigi's Mansion is more interesting because it's such a different thing. Yeah. Did I'll you like how Mario was rendered in Sunshine? I, I did. I didn't have a problem with it. Me neither. There's something about the way he's rendered in Sunshine that seems different since. Yeah, me too. I don't know what it, I don't right, know if it's like a subtle too. like I, agree. I don't know if it's like a subtle like if it's a difference between when I when colors. I noticed Sonic had green eyes and I went, "Wait. Yeah. When did he start having green eyes?" I don't know. It is very kind of thing. Or it's like uh did you see whatever it was, there's that graphic. I think it's for Generations. Or is it for... Was it for episode 4? Or whatever the fuck it was. Sonic 4. Where they had the new Sonic and the old Sonic. Yeah. And, in, and and until... Like, seeing that, I was like, holy shit, he's really different. And I oh, didn't even yeah. notice it because they just kept iterating on him a right. little bit every time. But now that I look back at Sunshine, I'm like, he looks different in Sunshine. Yeah, he, he definitely does. And no one likes Sunshine. <laughs> Man. And they should make a new Zelda the way they did new Super Mario Brothers. Side scroll? Top down. Top down? But like that, like top down old school Zelda just redone in new graphics. With like the three D but it's you know, it's like three D trees. Right. Yeah. I really wish they would do that. I guess three D dot heroes has done it already, but But it's not Zelda, that's no. not Nintendo. I really would like to see that. And three D dot heroes was indistinct in a way that is its indistinctiveness was interesting because it was like archetypal. Yeah. Archetypal. Archetypical? Archetype? Archetypical, I think, is a made-up word. Archetypal? But it sounds cool, and it makes a lot of sense. Because prototypical? That's not a word either, is it? No. Man. Seems like it should be. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It means more anyway, than the word Anyway, the 3D, 3D dot Game Heroes was like an archetype of all those games, most notably Zelda. And in that archetypedness, wow, it was interesting. Yeah. But the way the Mario Brothers games do it I don't like it yeah cause I guess it just feels like they're just plugging it in that's very sad like they open up an application in Windows where it's like new Mario game creator drag in your characters drag in your assets yeah hit go you know and then the Wii U yeah I don't want to talk about this a lot <laughs> Okay, Mega, so hey, it's Megaton. smart because it's it's smart for Japan because Japan, as a lot of people pointed out, really small apartments, not more than one TV in the apartment. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I get it. Doesn't make a lot of sense for America. Nope. The only reason that I think it could that I could see it possibly succeeding here 
is if it happens if it's released quick enough which I don't think it's gonna be uh, there is right now a very obvious fad or trend uh, in of American consumers towards pads towards tablets tablets yeah and you know if they can bank on that and and win you know it it, it will become the poor white trash version of the tablet I think just so like some <clears throat> just so someone can say they have one you mean right. kind of thing because they've they yeah, were the same very... way that people bought that people bought like e-machines and they're like I got a computer now yeah they were very candid about like it's not a portable device right even though they showed it kind of doing portable device things. But I think the mainstream consumer doesn't really care, and they're just like, it's a tablet. That's what's popular now. I can buy it at Walmart. I can yeah. buy a tablet at Walmart. Tablet, yeah. Walmart. I've got both of them. I'm an American. <laughs> That's wow. what I think people want. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. That's no, exactly wrong. what people want. They want to participate in America by purchasing things. So anytime That's what defines them <clears> as American. Any, anytime something like that happens... Anytime motion control has come up at a past E3, anytime something like this has happened, I show it to my girlfriend. And I go, what do you think of this? Because you're the barometer for... You're the closest thing I have to a mainstream Walmart consumer. Right. And I showed her the Wii U, and she it was the end, and she goes... Her first question was, so is it a new system? I, well, yeah, like, that- I go, yeah. She goes, well, it's not just that controller? I go, no, I, I would have to buy the Wii U. She goes, well, is that that thing? I go, the Wii U is actually a box. That's the Which controller no for the new box. Right. And she she got it. She's like, okay, I get it. And she goes She goes, Well, I don't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I go, what do you mean? She's like, I I don't understand why someone would want that. I go and then I hadn't thought about it and I go, Yeah, I guess in Japan and then I came to that conclusion, like, well I guess in Japan or her thing was like, Why would you want to play it on the small screen? Ever. I go, Well, I guess in Japan I'm sure a lot of people have the situation of Sharing a TV, or like having their game console on the on like, you know, I don't think there are a lot of Japanese children who have their own game system and sure. TV in their room. So, right. for them, it's probably like a great idea, but like you like you've already just said, it's for American consumers, it's a little awkward, and like it's just a cheap. I guess that's what they're banking on is like the cachet of like it's a tablet, you should buy it. You have a Wii, remember Wii? You I like mean, it that? Could succeed for both of them. Or it could succeed in both markets by <laughs> by winning that gamble. Basically. Oh, I think it can. I don't think it should. Well, like even well, I will admit the 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 shuriken thing. I was like, okay, that's kind of a thing. I why think that's would you? Cool. Why would you ever put it on the ground in golf? I don't know. That, that makes absolutely that, that no was like sense. a really bad example. So yeah, like, I, I mean, don't care what the ball looks like. Yeah, really, exactly. It's it's that was. Because I know they're gonna be like, well, it. I mean, and those I were mean, all. I t- those were all like, show you what it could do. Those were all kill zone trailers. It was like, here's what could <laughs> right. happen. Right. And I'm sure, like, someone who developed a golf game would be like, well, it actually tracks where you're standing in relation to the pad, so that's how you get the angle on the club, and that's how you do the things. Okay. I, I guess fair enough, but like, and it's always put forward. It's like, literally, how far do we have to go until it's like, just go golfing? Right. Just go golfing. And th- another thing is, you know, I sort of, you know, when they showed the promo video and people were playing Go on it, uh-huh. uh, like a little board game, uh-huh. that was really telling to me because, you know, that's Nintendo. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, have this experience or play Othello. Well, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, Nintendo, 
I think even the Wii, you know, a lot of developers never didn't really understand what Nintendo was going for. But Nintendo was trying to make a product that you could. It they basically made what they wanted to make a product that uh, everyone buys and people bring out at parties. Yeah. And that's it. They don't really care, and they don't really honestly. Nintendo doesn't give a fuck about how many third parties produce whatever kind of software for their system, because Nintendo will just make the best software. That was just a deflection. Package it with it. That was a deflection for the vocal minority that'll decry the system. Be like, shut up, we have it. Right. Darksiders got it. Exactly. I mean, Nintendo just wants to make something like (laughs) we've said before, like a twister. Yeah. Or a game of life, like a thing that people pull out, or like Monopoly. Yep. And the fact that this system is moving even closer towards that side of things, devices, I don't know what you want to say. Uh, the fact that it's its very obviously becoming more of a play thing yeah. than a video game system. It's a toy. Yeah, I mean, but it really is obviously a group toy. Like, yeah. that's what they're, they're setting up with this. I think that all of the third-party talk this time about how people are going to use it for maps and, you know, you can control your drone in Ghost Recon. Yeah. Super warrior future guy. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really... That doesn't appeal to me at all. Does it appeal to you at all? No. I don't think that's interesting in any way whatsoever. <coughs> I would not want to ever look down at my controller. I didn't want to do it when it was the Dreamcast, and I don't want to do it right now. People were saying... Uh, I think it was the Giant Bombcast. Um, I think Brad Shoemaker was talking about playing it. Where he was playing it, and he kept looking at the controller. And I guess the... Um, the the demoer person right kept like sort of forcibly reminding him to look at the TV instead <laughs> really and I was yeah like, can I can imagine and like he made a point of it like I just wanted to look at the controller because I have the damn thing in my hands like in my periphery lower periphery something is moving I should probably look down at it right and give it my attention right well maybe in in single player games and maybe will. in single player games it's different but like it just yeah, it's very awkward that it's like don't look at this at all times yeah it's it's weird it's like holding a TV in your hands and not watching it or right. something it's very strange to me but I guess for the Wii I, I, but I mean the experiences they're going I, for are the experiences that they tried to go for with the GameCube and it's connectivity and the things that they're promising for the hardcore gamers are going to be just as appealing as the stupid connectivity was for the hardcore gamers on the GameCube. I mean, do you remember the sort of things they were doing for Splinter Cell and, uh, uh, you know, you could use your Game Boy Advance. A lot of journalists brought up, like, the Four Swords and uh, Crystal Chronicles Well, like, Chronicles Four Swords, thing. yeah. Crystal Chronicles, I think, was a stupid game. Uh, but, you know, Four Swords was, I think, probably undeniably fun. But it was developed by Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, they probably created all of the hardware behind Four Swords after they created the idea for Four Swords. <laughs> And, uh, but I mean, like the third parties that were trying to take advantage of it to, to use uh, to use it as a selling point for their game. I mean, do you remember Sp- Splinter Cell let you place sticky mines, I think, or something in areas of the map that you otherwise couldn't access? You know, you would look at it sort of like a motion tracker. Oh, weird! I vaguely remember. There that. were tons of there were tons of third party terrible GameCube ports that uh, utilized the connectivity feature, and you know what? Nobody fucking cared. And it wasn't because they didn't want to hook up their Game Boy Advance to it. I mean, that was part of it, but that wasn't the real reason. The real reason, the real reason was because there isn't anything compelling I think you can do with that for hardcore gamers. I just don't think there is. If there is, Treasure will come up with it, make a game for the system, <laughs> and I will have to play it in what I call the Treasure precedent. But uh, <clears throat> to me, I guess for the Wii, I could, 
I think you can make an argument for the Wii that the Wii that what they did with the Wii as a concept is something that has always sort of been like hinted at or like what if you could play games this way but no one wants to do it and no one's done it right sure and Nintendo was like well we're gonna throw our money behind this and really take a chance and see what goes on that's like the argument that I heard the Wii U seems more like what can we force people to do right not it's not they're not fulfilling they're not fulfilling a need they're creating a need right I mean, it's arguable whether or not motion control was a need, but uh, another someone put it someone put it similarly when they said something like, "You know, most gamers," and, and someone was arguing against this, but I don't think you can. Most gamers kind of knew in the back of their minds that eventually we would be controlling everything with our bodies, or we would be moving other extremities, uh, extremities other than our fingers, to control what was going on on the game screen. In other words. Most gamers sort of expected motion control of some sort. Sure. So when Nintendo kind of did it, you know, we weren't really happy with the fidelity of it necessarily, but you could kind of see it as the next step. This isn't really the next step. This is kind of like a hardware company saying, we have to innovate to sell new hardware. Right. So let's figure out what ways we can innovate, and then we'll use our really talented software development teams to convince people necessary or, get, that, or at least that they need them right right and that's what i mean i guess it's because like if a motion control game on the wii at the very least your controls are analogous to what's happening on screen and even it was i mean this has been around since the early days of games and nintendo did it once before it's like hey wouldn't it be great if you could play punch out right. by actually punching by the u-force and check right. it out or whatever or point at the screen and shoot with the power glove right so at least you can say, well, it's sort of analogous to what I'm doing on screen, so I can see why this is sort of a thing. But it's like the touch, the single touch screen, which I thought was very interesting. But I guess it's cheaper to produce than the multi-touch, uh, capacitive touch screen, which the Vita has, but the Wii U is only a single touch. I guess like there's nothing analogous about you, like that touching a screen and like viewing it. Like there's nothing. That doesn't provide anything that blends the world of the physical no. to the digital. It's just sort of like a new fucking gimmick. Yeah. What if you could like look through the screen as a scope? It's like, what if you just gave me a scope on the screen? <laughs> right. I don't get it. Like, right. <laughs> right. But everyone, oh man. At best, people seem a little hesitant about it. I mean, I shouldn't say at best. At most, people seem hesitant. Hesitant to, man, this will be cool. I don't know. I, just, I, just, I, I mean, the it. problem, the real problem with it is for me that Nintendo's not even making the kind of games that Nintendo used to make. So that isn't even going to make me buy your system now. Now it's like totally up to the third parties because, you know, like we've just talked about for the past five minutes uh, or ten minutes ago, I don't like Nintendo's games anymore. They're not what they used to be. So what have you got for me? And the answer is nothing. Literally, there's nothing. That, the only fucking thing that'll make me buy another goddamn Nintendo system is Treasure putting out another good game on it. Because that's what they always do. I wonder if it'll turn any oh, developers off. Because now they'll be expected to have some sort of Wii U... Because they were saying, like, oh, now the, now the tables are, like, porting between the three systems will be easier. 
because now there's no Wii. It totally depends on how many. It we don't sells have to create a Wii its version. first weekend. But now you have to create a Wii U version. I think it totally depends on how many it sells its first weekend. Yeah, but these but these games are going to be in development. Sure, there will be a handful of them, but I'm talking about like <clears throat> like is Darksiders two going to have like Death Vision for the Wii U. As opposed to the yeah, that sounds like a thing. Put it in there on the 360 What's and that? PS3. You look through your screen and you see that everyone's bone everyone's form. skeletons. I don't know. <clears throat> Dead can see. You know what bones. I mean? But like, don't do you think that'll discourage developers? Anything? It's like we don't have the man hours to put an additional team on the Wii U thing for this game. Fuck it. I think that unless like it sells any system, like Gangbusters, like any system, like we can't afford not to. Ubisoft's gonna go for it because <clears throat> Ubisoft basically exists because of the Wii. I mean, like honestly, Continues Ubisoft to exist because yeah. But I mean, they were not nece- they weren't doing very well to begin with. I mean, I know Assassin's Creed is a very popular franchise now, but it, before Assassin's Creed and before this generation, Ubisoft was kind of a no name, and they bet a lot of money on the Wii. Splinter Cell is the only thing I can think of that's Ubisoft. Yeah, they bet a lot of money on the Wii though. You know, with the stupid Raving Rapids, and they sold so many copies of that and Just Dance and all the bullshit that comes out on the Wii that they owe a lot to the Wii. So you know, it doesn't. It's not. Surprising that they're the ones that are already making the most innovative game for it. That Freaks from Outer Space game mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. <clears throat> it looks more innovative. I mean, it, it's just bizarre to me that they had more to show uh, for the system than Nintendo did. I mean, Nintendo had all these proof of concepts on the E3 show floor that will more than likely be turned into actual games, but they weren't like forthright showing them to uh, at their conference or anything. They weren't displaying them. They weren't showing how they worked. The whole thing was just so shadowy and barely there and nebulous and you didn't know what it was and you know Ashley didn't know whether it was a controller or a console and neither did I. Yeah. And nobody knew what it looked like and when I still I was, wasn't even sure by the end. I was like, wait. Is the it- only thing that let me know what was the console was, you know, in one of the slides in the background you could see that it wasn't quite a Wii that was on yeah, the Yeah, I saw it and I was you like, like what, what was that? Was that it? Are they yeah. talking about the new console? Is this it? Yeah. Is the Wii U just a controller? I don't know. Uh the whole Nintendo affair was a, a, kind of a joke to me. Yeah, I just didn't like the. It's really funny because they're like, you know, Microsoft has the sort of um, <clears throat> the TV approach. Like, let's make a compelling ninety minutes for mom and dad at home or a Joe consumer. To me, that's what their press conference yeah. was like. Sony's is still kind of like, <laughs> come on, we got games. Just look at these games. We're buying so many developers, and they're making the best games in the industry right Cinema now. Cinema now. Look at this Vita. It's great. Look at this technology. Look at these pieces of hardware. And we're Nintendo, talking. the way even Reggie speaks, he might as well just be using, like, he's like, we'll have two SKUs yeah. of this product in the fall. Yeah. And here's what we plan. Like, he's talking about, like, marketing strategies and, like, branding. Yeah. It's very dry and terrible. And it's offensive.
2011. Uh, name for Speed the Run looks terrible. I think Even it looks really good. Scuttlebutt says those QTE sec- sections are like 10% of the game or 15% of the game. I think it looks really interesting. Definitely doesn't look like a game that I want to play through several times and unlock everything, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. Um, it appeals to me in the same way I guess Uncharted does, where it's like, this is interesting and dynamic and they're definitely taking it new places and Blah, 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 blah. But is it a video game? Debatable. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, it's like definitely not as rewarding on any level as I, Paradise. Yeah. Well, like, when I heard about, like, if it, like, takes away the control from you in order to make sure that those scenes happen. Which scenes? Like, so, like, Jeff Gersman was talking about the game, and he was saying, like, in the, the demo they showed is the demo they had at the at E3. Right. And, uh... There's that part where you're driving the Mustang or whatever, and like you get T-boned. Right. He was saying that as you approach that intersection where you get T-boned, there's a there's like a I wondered how they three second that. there's like a three to four second window prior to it where the control is just wrested from you, and w- you you are no longer controlling the vehicle. I wondered how they handled that one. And I he said he said it didn't necessarily feel. He's like it wasn't like a bad thing because I guess how else do you make sure that that comes off every time? Yeah. He just didn't like it. 
Because yeah. like all of a sudden, there's no like, there's no notification that it's about to happen. You're just sort of like, what? Why is the car not doing what I'm telling it to do? That is, uh, that is current video games. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the, gonna it's, keep moving in that it's direction. It's the level people. of Black Ops that plays itself. Right. Right. Just gonna keep moving it's in that direction. Sad that I guess they're just now. It's like it's not even like we have to pull the wool over people's eyes. It's like no, this is just how the experience is now. Yeah. You get to sort of dip in every now and then, like sewer <laughs> shark. Like sewer shark. Yep. Twelve. Niner. Six. Six. Niner. Six. Activate these FMV clips in order. <laughs> uh, Ninja Gaiden Three, which seems to be doing it. <clears throat> well. I guess it's Ninja Gaiden 3. It's not like they're. It's not like the game. Nobody is, likes like, it but me. Really? Yeah, everyone hates it. Actually, I'm really interested in it. I'm really interested in it too. I watched the trailer. Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2 are really good games, and they have so much depth to them, and they are. <sighs> they're it's like impenetrable depth to most people. Mm -hmm. And usually I love that in games, but uh, after two or three of the same thing, it's time for something new. Um. You know, if Bayonetta did the same thing as it, it, it... Let's put it this way. If Bayonetta 2 comes out and it is an iteration on Bayonetta 1 in the same way that Ninja Gaiden 2 was to Ninja Gaiden 1, yeah. I will hope for the kind of changes for Bayonetta 3 that I'm seeing in Ninja Gaiden 3 Sure. when compared to Ninja Gaiden 2 and 1. Uh, in that way, I think this is a refreshing thing. It's still pretty Eastern. There was a lot of emphasis that the game's director during his interviews and during the walkthroughs that he was showing. He was placing all this emphasis on humanizing the opponents. Yeah. And did you see how, you know, the opponents now, they don't just get dismembered and sliced up and, and popcorned out. They will, once you kill them or um, stab them, whatever, they will crawl around on the ground and, like, try and drag themselves out of the playing field. Oh, my gosh. And, no, uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that that looked really interesting to me, and I know everyone's complaining about the quick time events, but I think a lot of people don't quite understand them yet. I, I don't think the developers... I, I'm pretty sure the developers said that they weren't going to be in later stages of the game, that you were really in one of the earlier stages that was still trying to prompt you how to play it. Sure. Um, I don't know. The game just looks... It looks interesting to me, mostly because it looks like more of a cross-up between Ninja Blade and Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Like it looks a yeah, lot you're not like wrong. Ninja Blade. There's all those gliding sequences in the game, and I don't know. I just I like Ninja Blade a lot. For some reason, I uh, yeah, I watched it. I watched the trailer for it, even though I really have no reason to be interested in it. But there's something about that trailer that makes me really interested in Ninja Gaiden Three. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the way the does, is the blood different from two. Is there something about the blood? Well, there really isn't different? as much blood. Really? Uh, two, yeah, two was exploding with blood, and um, you know you would dismember Man, people and stomp dick. on their heads, and and blood would just—it was fountains and fountains of blood. Uh, this game looks like you know the the characters are covered in blood, but it it really doesn't look as gory. And that's another thing the producer was talking about was that he wanted to emphasize instead of gore in this game, he wanted to emphasize uh, steel meets flesh and bone, or steel meets bone, and that's basically what he was going for. He said that this game was about violence. Whereas the other ones were about gore. That's that's worse. It's a very Japanese thing to say, I think. It's, it's, all, it's like somehow a lot worse. It does sound a lot worse, I totally agree. <laughs> and the about... fact that the enemies are, you know, uh, dragging themselves away 
to their own <laughs> he death. He won't let them leave. That's that's interesting. Uh, and uh, Tomb Raider coming back in a very different. I think no, I don't think anybody expected it to be what it was. I certainly did not. What do you think about From it? From the, um, I've kind of gone back and forth on it, but I think I like it. And I think I like it because, I guess, from what I heard, those sort of more interactive segments, like they showed in the demo, yeah, um, are just segments of the game, and there is sort of a more traditional, like platforming, running, jumping kind of sure. thing component to the game. I think the game looks amazing. Um, I was initially like, I remember when they they first showed some of the screens, and they were like, like Game Informer had that cover, and they had some like concept art and. Uh, the developers were talking about what they wanted to do. I remember saying that, man, I really hope they make a game where she just gets, like, ruined the whole game. Yeah. And I didn't really mean that from, like, a misogynistic standpoint in so much as, like, all of these Arthur Geezes of the world and their inexplicable defense of anything remote that could be remotely considered misogynistic, yeah. anti-feminine. They just like fly off the handle and like like have to come to the rescue, right? Of 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 no one. Of women, of all of women. women who aren't even offended, right? And I was like, man, I hope someone just like makes. But a don't game. you understand, Sean? He's in touch with his feminine side, and that makes him more attractive. That's right. Yes. Uh, to me, other than depicting just hardcore, penetrative graphic sex, uh, graphic violence against women is like a line that few games have ever crossed crossed led less so in any way that would be considered intelligent right or worthwhile or exploratory to some right. end and I mean this looks I like I think this game might be it and not in a way that's like this will take us deeper into what it's like to be a woman it's like no I just want to see this just for to see this for this sake right remember in Batman Begins when um, I thought it would be really inappropriate to see Bruce Wayne training but it led me to understand his character better in terms of how did he get to be such a physical badass. Right. Um, I remember before I saw the movie, I was thinking, this is going to be stupid. It doesn't really fit the Batman aesthetic. I don't understand why it's in there. But in the end, I came off understanding why he was such a badass. Right. And I think this is a similar treatment of the character because up until now, I don't care who you are. Well, I mean, if you think Lara, Lara Croft is any sort of character... Um, other than her avatar, you know, if if, if right. you think her character extends beyond her avatar, you're wrong. There really is none there. Um, it's cool if they choose to, and I think it's really cool if they choose to define it this way. I think it's really empowering for women. Um, shows how much damage they can take. Damage, not pain. <laughs> you know, but I mean, uh, I mean, really, I was initially kind of uncomfortable watching it because I guess. What I what I wanted the game to be was not even as severe as it seems like they're making it. Yeah. Because in the five minutes of that demo, she's destroyed. Totally. Repeatedly. Yeah. And I was I was thinking to myself, and I was like, uh, I showed it to my girlfriend, and she I thought she'd have maybe have like a problem with it, and she goes, No, I really like this. I think this is really interesting. And uh, I go, It doesn't bother you that this game will probably be like eight to ten hours of her just like constantly being almost raped and like just beaten up by this island right and she's like well no because she's gonna survive right like that's this is the beginning so obviously you know she gets out right in the chronology of the story 
I wouldn't even care if, uh, even if I didn't know she got out. I just think it's an amazing. No, movie. me either. Me either. It's such a risky thing. I to guess do. I'm just. I guess I'm just really shocked at like how much they are doing to her. And I guess I'm even more shocked as to, from what I've experienced, the lack of response to it. I mean, if we can't push boundaries, what the hell are we doing? Like, what's the point? I mean, there's almost no art in video games left as it is. So, if someone wants to push some boundaries, Jesus Christ, just let him. The only yeah. reason that this made any kind of an issue at all is because in the noise of the internet, everyone's clamoring to say something that gets picked up. Something that's interesting. Yeah. Something that makes sense to someone. And so, you know, if you appeal to a certain audience, you know you'll get heard by a certain audience. And that's what almost every journalist does now anyway. They just appeal to a certain audience. That's what we're hinting at what Arthur Geese does. That's what everyone who says that they had a problem with this does. That's what Endguy made an entire fucking career of doing. Endguy Kroll. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. He's like, I'm black and so are you. So make a career out of me. And now he owns his own company or he's part of an owner of a company. That he tells people how to make games now. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. just really frustrating to me. I mean... Jesus Christ, push some boundaries. So anyway, QTEs aside, uh, well, maybe not aside, but um, I can respect this method or avenue or however you want to word it uh, far more than what Heavy Rain tried to do and failed at. Me too. Uh, because I, even if the whole game were what they sh was what they showed and not supposedly more traditional Tomb Raider segments... Uh -huh. uh, it at the very least seems way more of a game type experience than watching obviously non-American people with non-American voices try to be American right. and unravel a story that isn't very compelling. Right. Uh, which is what Heavy Rain is. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, I doubt it'll be something I'd play repeatedly, but it's worth playing once. This game is ridiculous. <laughs> Yes, it is. Man, this is a video game. Yep. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> Mangayo is a video game. Holy fuck. And no one talked about this. Not that that's... Big surprise. Not that we're here for this time. Next one. Uh, I thought there was some other game that had QTEs in it, but maybe it was just those... The rapid su succession of Tomb Raider and then the run and Ninja Gaiden that it just seemed like all the other games randomly added uh, quick time events. I think QTs are alright. For whatever reason, they okay. never bother me. I don't know why. I don't... If, if it's if it's a conceit that the game developers are putting it in there because one, that they just can't figure out a better way to portray this complicated action scene and they'd rather just... Rather than making you just watch it happen, they're at least giving you something to do. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, it's like... Uh, Time. Time. What a son of a bitch game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so rather than you just like seeing a cutscene and go, great, when can I do that? It's like, here's right. when you can do it. We'll just make you press buttons instead. <clears throat> Ninja Blade again, full of cutscenes. Or <laughs> quick times. Uh, Prey 2 is a game that... Uh, so Prey 2 looks pretty unreal. Yeah, for some reason I mean, I've watched, I, uh, a, I watched a lot of videos on it. And I, I for some reason amazing. I want to be negative about that game because I really feel like it's going to be way more linear than they want you to think. Even really? though they say it's supposedly going to be open world, but... Man, the promise of an open world, open world-ish game that looks like Blade Runner just seems way too good. 
It does. I mean, it seems like something that couldn't. I mean, really couldn't be achieved. I guess. Because how can you, how can you maintain like such a tightly much, woven aesthetic? Yeah. Without me making it like a linear experience. But it looks really good. It looks really good. I mean, they really. I don't know. I don't know who the artists are that are working on that and what games they've know. worked on before. It's, but all of a sudden, they seem to have come out of nowhere. Someone with even said like such a solid aesthetic. Someone even said like. Uh, is this game going to like out Deus Ex, Deus Ex right. on, the Blade, you know, on the Blade Runner aesthetic? I heard that there are totally different environments in the game too. Prey two, like uh, yeah, I heard like this, like I different. I guess from what I heard cities. that there was going to be like three cities because I guess the planet you're on in the game is uh, what do they call that? Title locked. Where it doesn't rotate, it's like there's a sunny side and a dark side. Mm. And yeah. It never changes. Okay. So there's a city on the dark side, and that's uh, presumably the one we saw. There's a city on the light side, and there's a city on the meridian between the two. Oh, that's cool. This is what I heard. Right. So, assumingly, they'll all have like a weird future aesthetic that is determined or influenced by where they are on the planet. That's really interesting. So if there's like a dark Blade Runner-y one, the sunny one might Where be like weird. Where did you hear that? Where did I hear that? Um, it was when the game was unveiled, revealed, and it might be in the Game Informer article. That might be where that mm. came from. Interesting. That's really uh, interesting. But I know I did hear someone who would be at least of an authority to accurately like relay that information. The only thing, again, that gives me pause about that game is... Uh, you know, it's got the it's it's won the silver award for worst song choice for a trailer from this year's E3. <laughs> First was Guitar Hero from Mass Effect Three, and this was Johnny Cash for this game. I mean, like, why? Yeah. Why? Do you, I just don't understand. I get it. It's it's juxtaposition. Yeah, I get it too. Yeah. Ugh. I don't. It, that just bothers <sighs> me a lot. Yeah, but the such a cheesy trailer, man. Jesus. The fuck are people thinking? Make some art. The music makes it cheesy because always that trailer is pretty cool. Like. Yeah, no, totally. Replace it with the Mirror's Edge soundtrack. And I guess the people, I mean, people keep saying Mirror's Edge and, and Brink and Assassin's Creed when they're talking about it. And I don't know if they're just unable to draw better comparisons because they haven't played it and it just looks like it because of the fluidity of yeah. his movement. Or if the game actually has like a Brink style, like vaulting over it walls. It does. And I mean, there's, there's a, there's a. I watched a particular playthrough. Crazy. I watched a particular playthrough of that game where um, they were trying to explain the verticality of the levels, and uh -huh. so like you're in this really condensed area, and it looks like the size of maybe like a really small Unreal Tournament map. Mm -hmm. Unreal Tournament one, not Unreal yeah. Tournament one. Unreal Tournament one, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks like that size, and I was like, well, this environment doesn't really look that big. Yeah. Um. I wasn't too impressed at that point. But then he just hopped up on a box, hopped up on another box, hopped up on a ledge, and the whole time the character was doing climbs really similar to Face in Mirror's Edge. Like you're seeing the hands and Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. And, uh, I mean, he was just ascending vertically up this level. You know, he went like five or six stories up, and you just moved, you just moved closer to the top of the city, and you just got to... I mean, it was really done so well you were just basically being able to see more of the city stretching out between the buildings as they thinned out the higher you went oh, wow. it was crazy i mean it was crazy that's why i say i don't really i don't know who the artists are that are working on this because it looks fucking unreal that's and i guess that's why i mean 
I'm a pretty cynical person, but it's not like I don't want the game to, to fire on all cylinders and hit all of its promises. It's just like, it's a weird thing where it's like, they come out and it's like, it looks like this and Blade Runner. It's like you're saying right. all of the right things. Nothing too you're many of the right bad. things. Yeah, like almost too many, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why. That's even that's the worst. Timeout is worse than dying. I don't even understand what I'm supposed to be doing in this level. I, I know. don't even remember. That's why this I, like level. I hated getting the timeouts in the other ones. Aim for the chance between enemy spawns. What chance? One second after it spawns enemies. It spawns for a second, and once, and then it's done for one second. So what? I can't destroy it. <laughs> what am I trying to destroy here? I don't know. Why don't I understand this? I'm on level like 40 of this game at this point. Because every level is like, is this, <laughs> it's a journey unto itself. Yeah, I just, it's just weird. I, I don't remember this weird. at all. Maybe you lucked out on it the first time. So yeah, that's really strange. That's that's why I'm so like skeptical on it. Um, and a game that I was up on, who even knows? <laughs> who even knows? <laughs> a game that I was really excited for, and then sort of fell off the wagon on, and then you got on the wagon, yes. and then I got back on the wagon when I watched uh, the clips you told me about. Is Rage? Yeah, doesn't don't those clips make it look way better? Yeah, it looks like Borderlands. Yeah. Looks a lot like Borderlands like, I, like a really competent Borderlands. So much so that I have no idea how they will make a Borderlands 2 at this that's, point. That's when I first when they first showed the I think it's I think the town's called Wellspring. It's the town that's in that is in the video right. the well. Right. Uh when they first showed it, like la I think last year they they first showed like that town. I had the same thought where I was like, Man, Borderlands can't even got to chase that comic book aesthetic to such an extreme that it's amazing. That it doesn't look like they're trying. Right. To emulate uh, either the first Borderlands or Rage, or they or, need to take it away from the desert, or they just yeah they have to put it in something totally different. Um, and that's why it's like it's sort of like after Rage, I hope that aesthetic sort of dies. Yeah, because it's like you've they've kind of done it, they've kind of nailed it. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, can't. the the um, that gameplay, especially the that well one, I really liked it. And I realized that they were like switching weapons for the sake of like demonstrating all of the various things that the weapons do. Uh, but it didn't look like any of the, the things that they were using, the different ammo types or the weapon types. Uh, like none of it seemed like too gimmicky to be useless to me. Right. It was just sort of like, well, it's just sort of a different thing. Right. I guess if I run out of the ammo for my favorite gun, I'll use this one. Right. The game just seems like it's made for almost... Uh or it has an so many options yeah. to take on any situation. Uh, and I really liked, uh, for some, I mean, not for, it's not for a reason I can't explain, but it entertained me more than it perhaps it should have, was um, the the Quake pickup and the Doom pickup. Like, there was, like, a box called, uh, it was Quail Aquans with a Q, and it had the Quake Q on it, and he picks it up, it makes the... Like Quake pickup. Oh, no, I don't remember that. And then he from the up, well video. Yeah, he picks up a box of. cookies. I don't think I watched the whole well video. Oh, he picks up a box of cookies called Pinky's Cookies. It has like a pink blobby demon on it, and he picks it up. It makes the like a doom demon noise. That's funny. It's just like a weird little. I guess it's got to go with what they have. Fourth wall breaking thing. Uh, I thought it was neat. And then 
yeah, that game looks really good. Looks good vis like visually and looks like it'll be a, an interesting experience. And it's like I said to you, I'm just curious how open worldy it is. Right. Whether it's push through these zones and never come back, or if it's uh, just sort of do what you want. And I guess I don't really care either way. <laughs> I guess but, it doesn't matter. You already have well, my Well, I mean, mind. I guess I don't care either way, but I, I mean, if I had my preference, it would be more like Fallout, where you can just kind of go and do what you want. Right. Just because I like the I like the idea of just sort of wandering around and... For someone like me who likes to stare at random corners of video games, Fallout 3 is basically that refined. Right. What can you find in this random corner? Did you don't you, even need it. Did you? <laughs> but there it is. Did you ever play Vegas? In nope. Vegas? Good. I don't think I ever will. Yeah. I just... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have any free time. So did you watch anything about Skyrim's? Uh, I watched... Um, Skyrim looks amazing. I watched man. the the. I keep saying G4, but it was Spike TV. I watched the Spike TV thing with Todd Howard, where he uh, like talked over a video, like a gameplay demonstration. Right. And that's it. He pretty much did that same demonstration for every show, every site, everything. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. But um. I watched that. But yeah, it was amazing. I thought I thought it was fucking amazing, and I have no desire to play that kind of game. But that, I don't know. I'm just curious. For some reason, I don't. You can play that. Andy the weird Souls? Viking aesthetic is like not working for me all of a sudden. Oh, that's the whole reason I like. And I don't know. For some reason, it's not working for me all of a sudden. Really? I don't know why. I'm like, why don't I like this all of a sudden? Wow, I think it looks amazing. The whole constellation deal. Man, I don't know. There's something. Everything looks gorgeous about that. I don't know how. I think it doesn't that. Doesn't look bad. So all of a sudden, I was like, I don't know why I'm not attracted to this. Weird. And um, I don't know. Like it's like all the things that all the things it's saying in terms of like what my experience with Oblivion was. I'm like, yeah, this is all things you should improve on. Right. This all sounds great. And I think maybe it's just the... As far as my preference is concerned, like, snowy areas is, has never been something I really like in a game. Um, it's not dislike, it's just sort of that... Mountains I, and snow I and would, dead trees. I would totally agree with you. Um, but And since Oblivion is almost entirely lush forests, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And I, I mean, know that I game would, has it, they're just not showing it. I would, I would totally agree that, in, in generally speaking, snowy levels are some of the worst. Uh, Fendrana Drifts notwithstanding. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of that is like an <laughs> argument to the contrary. Right. But uh, I think there's enough green in this. There's enough tundra, I think, to sort of freshen it up, so to speak. I, I don't know. Uh, personally, I love, the, uh, I love that climate. I love that ecology uh, in real life. Yeah. Uh, and if they manage to render it well enough, yeah, and capture the the like the generalized aesthetic of that ecology, uh huh, then I think it'll be amazing. If they stick to you know just whites because it's a video game and it's easier to do, then yeah, it'll be another snow or another boring snow. No, level. it did look it did look varied for what it was. It wasn't just like a white blanket laid over top of a bunch of geometry. Right. So no, I don't and I don't mean to say that. I know you don't either, but. I wasn't trying to say they're trying to cheat. It's just sort of like a... Right. I don't know. It looked like the, my least favorite area from Viking. <laughs> okay. Which was just like... I hear what you're saying. Empty tundra with snow. And I was like, I don't really like this area. But it also looks a lot like Viking the Battle for Asgard. Great. <laughs> a lot of that in this game, too. <laughs> like a switch you missed? Or like, what does that even entail? Uh, You know, like you'll start a chain reaction... And you only have a certain amount. Oh my god! There's a real lot of that. There's one oh whole man. level in this game where you 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 detonate something at the very beginning and you race it, and then you, you it goes all the way to the bottom. It goes all the way to the top, 
and yeah. you have to destroy things on the way to the top, and then once you get to the top, it drops bricks. So you have to like race those bricks down because <laughs> oh they will God. they will slam down and cut off the main target at the bottom that you have to get to in the end. <laughs> That's terrible. Bangayo. That's terrible. Such a good That's game. Like a super Meat Boy level with Bangayo. This is a Super Meat Boy style game. Uh, so yeah, so Skyrim. Yeah, I, I have no I, I have no doubt that I will enjoy that game uh, immensely. Um, and let's lump these together. So, uh, Dragon's Dogma got a little bit more uh, FaceTime. I think it looks great. Wish I knew more about it. It is looking boring to me, and I can't figure out why. Because I feel like I should be ecstatic about this. Probably game. because of Skyrim? And I don't what know. What this game is promising, what it's showing, what I'm hearing about it. Japs are making it. Making it. It sounds like the AI in the game is really intelligent and like interesting and varied. Someone made a good point that you know it's like the perfect marriage of, of two genres um, or two regional successful genres. You know, like the Monster Hunter style game mm -hmm. and the uh, World of Warcraft style MMO so, questing so, thing. Someone was someone was talking about it. Maybe we heard the same thing, or I don't know. I'm not sure what you're referencing, but uh, it was probably Mark McDonald. Maybe it was Mark McDonald. But someone was sort of referencing like the whole like. Uh, like some people like to play, some people liked Oblivion because it was like an MMO that only you were playing. Right, love. That's the whole reason I would like it. And like uh, Dragon's Dogma sort of simultaneously gives you that experience, but simulates other people. But it's other people that you know, it's it's, it's AI. Right. And so at the very least, you sort of have that type of interaction, <laughs> but you're not having to count on like a 12 year old. It's perfect. That's what I would or really like. A total like. stranger. Oh, that sounds great, but the the art in that game, for some reason, it just puts me to sleep. See, I kind of like it for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. And I can't... Maybe the, I maybe I just haven't seen the screen. Like, there's probably, like, a screen or, like, a town in the game. It'll win you over. Or, like, an enemy, and I'd be like, that's it. I saw well, the it. snakes look like Bullet Witch, if that'll help. Yeah, they do. They, they really look, look like, like the, the same final snakes. boss. Yeah, they look yeah, exactly they like do. the that's, final boss. That's what they reminded me of. I, you, just remind, you just hit it. Um... Uh, and uh, what's really funny is that no one can seem to confirm or deny if the game's online or not. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's decided yet because, well, at least the way that people are, you know, I don't know if it's a thing. In terms where it's, of just like a pure co-op, you join my game, we play kind of thing. Well, I don't know if it's because it's the Japanese press and the way they handle games is we release really, uh, well, we release information trickle style, right? IV trickle style. Um, I don't know if that's the case or if they haven't decided uh, on whether or not to incorporate it into the game. But I would prefer that if it wasn't there. I know that doesn't make any sense to anyone else who's probably listening to this, but focus on the single-player experience. You'd prefer experience. that it wasn't multiplayer in any yeah. aspect? Just focus on the single-player experience. What if it was more... I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but I mean... The, the only way I guess that it wouldn't... It would bother me, too. And the only way that it wouldn't bother me is if it was more like a Fable-type co-op where it's like... It's either you're with me or you're not. I wouldn't mind that either. And there's like, there's no achievements, there's no missions. Could be cool. There's nothing mechanically, or I shouldn't say that. There's nothing content-wise that's dependent on more than one player. Sure. Mechanically, things just change. Or you can just, you know, you just do it with your friend or whatever. I would, I would be down for that also. Uh, so I think I'll probably, I think I'm going to come around on that game. There's just something about it that I just haven't seen the right screenshot yet or something or... Well, what about okay now? Got to bring up Dark Souls. Well, that's why I was gonna lump them together because 
I feel like people are not pointing out the influence of Demon's Souls in the world of games in general. On the world of games in general, and specifically in Skyrim and uh, Dragon's Dogma. They're definitely... I, well, before you finish, I just want to say that, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And uh, I don't know if this is where you're going to go with this, but games definitely seem to be getting harder for the sake of getting harder. I mean, I hear a lot of developers talking and promising that their There's games that. are going to be harder and more difficult, and they're adding more challenges and adding a tremendous amount of depth and and difficulty and masochistic you know, game design. Yeah. I think that's where I see a lot of the influence. Um, well, that's that's the one Top thing. Top of general aesthetic. The other is, like, there are screenshots of Skyrim and Dragon's Dogma that look like they could be from Demon's Souls. Like, the contrast level's the same, mm. the lighting is dark. It's, like, dark and not pinpoint, but, well, like... Well, not Demon's Souls as Dark Souls is, you know turning into something a bit more outdoorsy and, and maybe more Oblivion-like yeah. in and of itself. So They're sort of all hitting like a middle ground. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm not trying to say From Software like wrote the book on Dark Fantasy. Right. It's just very obvious that companies looked at the success of that game, attributed some of its, some of its success to the dark, austere fantasy style. Right. And said, hey, let's try some of that. Totally. Because there are just like, there's just some screenshots of both of those other games where I'm like, man, this could be. If someone told me this was Dark Souls and I didn't know otherwise, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay, this looks like a great place. I can't wait to be there. I totally agree. So there's that. And are uh, those the only three of those? Not. There's probably more that I'm forgetting, but as far as like immediacy, I do, I noticed those right away. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's a couple others that I can't. That if I thought about it for a few more minutes, I would, but I'm not going to because I don't want to waste time. But, uh, yeah, Dark Souls, I'm sold on it. I don't, I'm not, I'm on total blackout, no pun intended, in any way, on that Are you going to get the uh, limited edition? Both consoles, already pre-ordered. Yeah. I'm that insane. That's not insane. I do, you have a, do you have uh, any I, feeling that the Xbox 360 is going to be a worse version? I do. I've, I've heard some rumblings that uh, they're using an entirely different engine for the Xbox 360 than they are I, for the PS3 I'm, one. I'm getting both versions, and I'm, I'm only doing that because I'm insane, but I'm also sort of torn between which version I'm going to play. I'll probably play the PS3 one. I kind of want to play the PS3 one and I'll keep because the, of, like, sort of, like, you know... Stupidity like of being style. like, this is where the original one was on. I'm like playing it on the original console. Totally. It's probably also the, the lead development platform. Why wouldn't it be? Right. Because they've already done all the groundwork for Demon's Souls. But also simultaneously, I kind of want a sealed version of it for PS3. I'll buy six copies of this game. So, <laughs> I might buy the Japanese version. I'm going to buy every version. I'm going to buy every region, every Real quick, did you game. hear that the... that? Uh, Here's I, the deal, before we go any further. I am not going to miss, up on, miss out on any other goddamn special edition this generation. Until I die. Because... Why? Because even I'm, like Catherine, I'm thinking Pizza about box? I'm thinking about Pizza buying box, the Pizza Box Catherine. What was the other weird? Because you know announced? what, I know uh, that you're gonna get the Automedius. I'm gonna get that too. Because you know what, it's ridiculous, but <laughs> at the current state of the video game industry and how hardcore those games are, that shit's got to be rare eventually. Yeah, you're and not I'm not wrong. doing yeah, it yeah, just yeah. because it's rare and I want to sell it again. I'm doing it because I'm a weirdo that likes rare things. And uh, I'm going to want those things in the future. And rather than hunt and them down on Pizza eBay, Box Catherine is pretty fucking weird. Pizza Box Catherine is one of the weirdest <laughs> things I've ever heard of. <laughs> Pillowcase Automadius is pretty bizarre, too. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. So the the thing I was gonna to to speak of about real quick is I um, there is a rumor that uh, the Vita games are gonna be region free. Would be great. Supposedly that's a consideration. That's kind of interesting. Because is PSP? It's not, is it? It is. How did I not know this? It is. Weird. That's not as big a deal then, I guess. Still, no. Well, it's a big deal when you think. Well, it's a big deal when you look at the fact that the 3DS isn't, and a lot of people really dislike yeah. that. So, so in that way, let's it see. Is. We call it out of the way. Oh, Armored Core Five, a game we don't know anything about other than the trailer. <laughs> and then the trailer looks amazing. The weird, Speaking of good trailers, unsettling trailer. We talked about it earlier in the podcast. Uh, the Halo Four trailer. It was well done. I'm not going to go back and say that it wasn't, but yeah. The Armored Core 5 trailer is probably one of the best trailers There's I've seen. so unsettling about in that my trailer. Life. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's very... <clears throat> it's very... Maybe it's the fidelity of the render, of, like, the way it looks. The, the it's uncompromising, man. They are not trying to appeal to anyone. They're not saying, if you like Modern Warfare, you'll like this game. Yeah, maybe... I don't they're know. not saying, if you like mechs, you'll like this game. What they're saying is, if you like Armored Core... <laughs> You're really gonna like this game, <laughs> and if you if you don't like that game, I don't know what to tell you. Because this, this game's one. armored core. <laughs> you know, I mean that's that trailer is very uncomfortable. What if I don't? I don't know what to tell you. I don't really but care. This is armored core. We're busy making the game. The uh, please leave me alone. The shot in that trailer, specifically the shot that sort of creeps me out for some reason, is the um. So I guess the the, the weird story. I guess there's like a story to that trailer, kind of that they're not narrating. It's just sort of visually. Perfect. Visually, it seems that perfect. Or they the opening is like the apocalypse happens. Perfect. And in the wastes of the world, great. There's still war. Like these makes mechs, perfect th- sense. This mech, these mech factions are still fighting it out. So in the trailer, it seems like the first part of the trailer is showing you what the apocalypse was. <laughs> it was it's like just war torn streets and like mechs being dropped in from the sky and rumbling across these destroyed <laughs> streets. I well, you know, okay. I'm sorry. I was watching that trailer and just, I was taken so aback by how violent and just senseless it was. Maybe was that's like, it. I was just like, can you imagine humans mobilizing all of this material and effort just to fight each other? Yeah. This is like war on a scale I've never seen. Maybe that's it's like hyper war. I mean, it's they just were like just, <laughs> yeah, they were just like dropping in these tanks that took millions to make. I'm sure. Yeah. And they were just getting blown up before they even hit and the it, fucking ground. Yeah. It or it's, so it's like as soon as the treads hit the street, it's already just like... Doosh, doosh, doosh. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's like barreling over mechs that came before it and lost. Right. And hyper like, War is a really it. good way to put it. That's pretty much what it's it is. It's like Hyper War. So we see that, and I'm only narrating this because there's something... It's building up to why I, this one shot in the trailer sort of hit me really weird. So there's like a... There's like a, a a far-off shot of, like, uh, this this city, this nameless city that's, like, right. in flames. And there's all these helicopters flying over, and some are still carrying, like, their payload of the mech that they were supposed to drop or whatever. And then I guess it's sort of assumed that what you see next is the aftermath of, like, all these desert right. factions or whatever. And the way it looks to me is it's, like, in the in the fiction of the game world, it's, like, since all of this shit has been destroyed, we have to make new out of what we already have. So we have to repurpose and like pervert and change and rebuild out of pre-existing materials rather right. than create a create new. 
And there's the one shot where they've like stripped the mech down to just its arms, and it's like mounted to a tower. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like spewing yeah. thousands of bullets across the desert. Yeah. To some unseen target. <laughs> right. right. That was really disturbing yeah. to me. I totally know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And like it's just, yeah. There's no voiceover. The game, the trailer just ends on Armored Core V. It's just like. That game looks amazing, and you know what? You know what's even—it's obvious to anyone. Like if you follow From Software, they really love that kind of game. Uh huh. I mean, like someone there really loves that kind of game. Their hearts in that kind of game, and I think that you know they're they're making a lot of games right now. They're making the, the next Deal Battalion. They're making Dark Souls. Demon Souls was a runaway success for them. Um, I mean, this is the most successful From's ever been. Yeah. And I I can't wait to see what they do with that money. You know, with the opportunity to make the kind of games they want to make, yeah, I, I can't even wait to see how well they pull it off. Cause because, because like even for for answer, that game's weird, man. And uh, I mean, like you can tell it's on a budget, and you can tell they were going for some things they couldn't quite realize with that budget, right? And so now to uh, sort of hope or understand that they have the kind of money to do what they wanted to do originally, man, it's just so, it's just it's one of those things that I love about games. And what's weird is, or not what's weird, but it's like you, I mean, I can't tell, I don't know for sure, because I don't know these people, but From seems like a developer that's not going to suddenly shift uh, tack on, like, what they make. Right. Because they have a bunch of money. I totally agree. They'll just be able to free themselves from the kind of people who would be able to be like, no, you should probably exactly put Nathan Drake in this game. Like Treasure. Yeah. Part of the reason they're my second favorite developer. So, Armored Core. Um, let's get some bad... Let's get the bad game out of the way, because I don't want to end on that game. And the only reason I want to bring it up is that <clears throat> Overstrike is like a game Over made by other games. Like, it's, it's just... I don't know, man. It's just like cliche the game. It's like soccer, mummy. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, like so it's Mr. Popper's Penguins. It's, yeah, it's soccer a, mummy. Did you see the trailer for Mr. Popper's Penguins? Yeah. Yeah. Sean, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Is that really what's happening? That's. I mean, that's gonna. Yep. It's just a matter of time. Mr. Popper's. We've Penguins already started shots. down that descent. I mean, games will eventually cater to an audience that stupid. <sighs> But yeah. So I don't. Uh, depressing. There's just a multitude of things I don't like about Overstrike. There isn't a single thing I liked about the trailer or anything about the game that I've heard so far. The game looks stupid. It looks ridiculous. <sighs> There's nothing good about it. The logo I... looks like it belongs on a Nerf box. The name <laughs> sounds like it belongs on a Nerf box. Yeah. Just Nerf Overstrike. It's like got six barrels on it. It fires arrows and balls. <laughs> it sounds in every direction. <laughs> yeah. At once. All the names are. Are sort of that tongue-in-cheek, like I can tell that they were trying to go. From, no, I can tell they were trying to do like the, the the uh, Brock Blast body and like Brothers Brock in Arms. Hard cheese. Brothers in Arms did Furious the same War? thing. The Furious Four thing. Yeah, they yeah. named their characters tongue-in-cheek as well, and they did it successfully. Like I don't think it's I don't think the way they named them are genius or anything. I don't think it's something that we should start modeling, but. Right. Um, I mean, when you compare it to Overstrike's naming yep. tropes, oh my god. Overstrike is the kind of thing that I was, you know, watching E3 and, and hoping no one was watching me watch E3. 
Because I'd made this big deal about it's E3, I'm going to get my Super Bowl, I get to sit down and watch all this shit go down, yeah. I can't wait, I got Doritos. <laughs> and then, like, Overstrike comes on. Yeah. And, like, I sink in my chair a little bit, and I, like, crunch extra loud on the Doritos to try and cover <laughs> up the fucking terrible voice acting. You know, it's just... It's embarrassing. It was embarrassing. That's the best way to put it. It was embarrassing it to embarrassing. be a gamer at that moment. None of the jokes were funny. Nothing so was funny like, about it. Oh, she's the wild card. It's like really. I don't know what it, I don't know. What she's the wild card, like, is she? She's like, is she? Star assassin. He's like, oh yeah, model officer. Haha, uh-huh, she's not. She's anything but a model officer. That's that's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen her because she's invisible. <laughs> I got it. I got it. This I is mean, what, wow. Video games I'm have sorry. finally reached the. Uh, but what's even sadder, it's like, this is sort what you do, Insomniac, when you're released from Sony's care. Maybe you should go back. Go back to Sony. Yeah. Go back in. Because Resistance 3 didn't look that great either. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> you know, I think it looked good in a weird way. I don't know. I like Resistance's I'm still, I'm still interested in it, but the the demo is just is a bad demo. Terrible demo. It's like they, it's like they cut to the guy playing... When he hadn't reached the point of the game, he's like, no, this isn't what... I'm oh. getting to the part. It's a stairway. Yeah. It's just a stairwell. Uh. <laughs> it's on the roof. That, oh, shit. That was our time slide. Just blew it. Yes, Overstrike looks like a junk. Total junk. Can't wait for game journalists to try and spin that one. Uh, great game. It's funny. It's like what, a Pixar movie. What, what, it's like yeah. Pixar mixed with Uncharted. How can you go wrong? Sort of just. You already answered that before you said the. Uh, before you asked the question. Overstrike. Oh. <laughs> what about the Your Shape promo? The Your Shape promo was interesting for some reason. Um, oh, because they uh, put such a heavy emphasis on running. And I just wanted to point out that that's the stupidest thing you could em- you could emphasize in that. Running in place. What the f- who wants out of like to do out that? of all the most like alienating things you can do. That's like yeah, exactly. In play is exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of any of all the things you could do to remind yourself that you're not actually doing it. And the worst part was it was the coolest part of the promo video where they aped <laughs> they aped uh, the Inception cityscape horizon sort of bending. Uh huh. Well, they aped that for this part of the de- for the demo, and uh, you know, it's running. It's a girl running in place. That's not, you can't, there's nothing compelling about that. As a runner, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing compelling about that. No. I actually saw, have you, have you seen that new, um, shit, I wish I remembered which brand it was. Well, anyway, it's a treadmill, and it uses Google Maps. <sighs> yeah, this sounds vaguely So familiar. you basically plot your course on the little screen that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And it uses Google Maps elevation information. To accurately mimic the raise, the right. rise and fall of the uh, incline. Right. I, I think that's interesting. Just probably drop that. It's more interesting than your shape is basically what I wanted to say. Well, at least it allows you to run, not like just hiding it. I would. I mean, I would love for running virtual reality to be further developed. Yeah. Uh, I would love to run <clears> on <throat> Mars. Yeah. Past. Past. Just using. Topographic information from Google Maps. I would love to run with dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's wondering, if anyone wants to start making the software, I'd love to run with Gallimimus. 
Sure. I'd love to run on Jurassic Park. Great. Uh, or Kawaii, whichever you want to believe Could. is which. Like run with faith across rooftops. I'd love to run in yeah in the abstract DLC worlds. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, faith from Mirror's Edge. <laughs> Someone will make one one, so I'd love to run through Mario one one. <laughs> Just not in place. I'd love to run through Bangayo. You'd have to. Yeah. Weird. A lot of these achievements in Bongo just seem like you can't ever aim for them. It just happens. Seems like it. I I would agree. Uh, did you watch Rock of Ages? Have you seen that game at all? <sighs> Rock of Ages. Yeah. That's the Xenoclash team. Have you seen that at all? You're like a. It's like Odama. That Odama game, but it's like you're rolling down a weird. Uh, you know, I've totally all probably the... avoided all media regarding it because I thought it was another peripheral game. No, it's a weird like, like tower defense meets Super Monkey Ball. Oh, that's awesome! Marble Madness. Does it look of... good? It's got a really weird aesthetic. It's got like a sort of that Monty Python's Flying Circus like paper cutouts of like. <sighs> Oh, okay. Like hinge, like everything's sure. on like a weird hinge. But like, uh, like itself is like, I, and I can't piece together like what the hell's going on necessarily in the trailer, but I tried very hard. And it seems like what happens is like either you and another player or you and the computer player uh, take turns and one player plays as the rock and the other player is defending a castle that's at the bottom of this... I don't know if it's randomized or if they're just a bunch of variations of basically what is like a track that rolls down. It's like Fireball Island? Yes. But the ground is like textured with like grass and rock, but it's textured in a way like they cut out pictures of grass from a magazine. Oh. And just sort of like paper mache onto it's like a weirdest it's like a weird, like papery cutout aesthetic. That's really interesting. But the rock is is in three dimensions, and so what the end, what it looks like is like like the version the the, the playthrough I saw like the castle had uh, Vlad Tepes in it or Tepish okay uh, in it at the end, and he has a little Why? meter on the bottom of the screen with his face on it, and there's another meter near the bottom of the screen that shows the strength of the door leading to the castle that he's inside of, and then there's another picture on top of that that shows like the health of your rock. And what Vlad is doing is putting up, like, towers that shoot arrows at you. Or, like, ramps that try to throw you off the course. Right. Or, like, just barricades. Or, like, exploding barrels that, when you touch them, send you flying back and, like, hurt you. And what happens is at the start of a round, this, like, god hand, like, cut out, just, like, drops the rock <laughs> to the, on the top of the thing. And it starts rolling, and it seems like you have mostly control of it but you're at the mercy of the momentum of your rolling mm -hmm. but you can make the rock jump too mm. and the whole idea is basically to navigate to the bottom around all these traps and barrels and towers that's and awesome and smash into the door and like it takes a couple trips to do it because you never smash through it the first time sure. and it's just basically you versus this person who's setting up like a mouse trap and the other person obstacles. is a human player I couldn't tell because all I've seen is like gameplay and it's never like it's never Obvious if it's a huh. computer player. Sounds really interesting. Because like what happens is the rock rolls and hits the door, and then it switches to like an overhead view of like the whole 
track that yeah. the rock just rolled down. And, like, the person's, like, placing things. And it's like, go! And then, like, you get to your chance to roll. And who you say? Who did you say make this? It's make the this? the Xenoclash people. Oh, the Xenoclash people. Yeah. I didn't really like Xenoclash. It was weird. But, like, just imagine sort of that approach sure. to, like, how strange something can look. That's, and, like, yeah. the rock has, like, a face on it. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder how much Odama is worth. I wonder how many copies it sold. Yeah. I kind of draw... That game's been known for a while, but... Uh... Yeah, it's just every time I hear it, I really... My brain just immediately tunes out everything that's being said <laughs> because it thinks it's... It know, does. It's, it's kind of a bad name. Ubisoft's for next attempt at a music game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Play as aging rock stars. Rock of ages. Still got your guitar, your guitar. They're old. Um. Um. Pixel junk side scroller, which Aww, I thought was a platformer. But I it's think a looks shooter. great. It, well, the name would have you believe that, right? I'm not the only one who thinks. When I that, say right? si when I hear side scroller, I think platform. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page. Which I kind of thought, which to me would make. Maybe a little more sense because that's like, well, they've done racing, they've done tower defense. I totally agree. They've done shooting, so but uh, platformer. Did you play Pixel Junk Shooter? I played the demo. I have not played the full game. So their Pixel Junk side scroller is actually in Pixel Junk Shooter. I heard that. I heard yeah. that, like the, the premise is like you're the pilot from Shooter going back to Earth, and this is the game you play. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> I like that a real lot. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really surprised to see that it was a horizontal shooter. It's kind of interesting. It makes you wonder if it's like if that's something they really wanted to do. Um, I mean, I guess it's not. They made so many others. Right. But, like, the fact that they've doubled up on this genre. It's cool. It's got the CRT, like, curve. Yeah, it's got that like weird, built like, into the scan HUD. lines, like, weird phosphor. I like that. Edges. I think it looks cool. I think it's really neat. Shmups.com didn't like it. Of course not. Posted that thread, and it sunk pretty fast like a stone. <laughs> it's not a real. It's like, what do you people want? It's not a fucking half-nude woman on an insect. They want pretty much witches. Ten-year-old witch flying witches. through the sky. They want witches. Fighting the moon. Fighting the moon. Tyranno Satan. That's what they want. Smiling dinosaur, devil, Santa, bunny. <laughs> uh, Far Cry Three wins for best. Voice acting in a game. Voice acting slash. Hey, whatever happened to the game? Spec net. Ops: The Line. I don't know. I think Ray Kasavin killed everybody. I think so too. <laughs> I think he. I think he left and rolled a grenade behind him in the door. Because <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine anyone doing the bad guy in Spec Ops better than this guy. You know, Spec Ops was supposed to be like a Heart of Darkness, Apocalypse Now style. Uh -huh. Yeah. This guy in Far Cry 3 is pretty fucking crazy as it is. He's like the, one of the best characters I've ever seen in a video game, and I've only seen him for like 30 seconds total. I know. Uh, I know. I really want. I really hope that he's basically just chasing you the whole game. Like you constantly have this like yeah. wild-eyed and staring at you. And I, I really hope you know you keep fucking narrowly avoiding his wrath. <laughs> you know, again and again and again and again. Just driving him crazier and crazier. The, the, the weird little, encounter. the weird little thing that I'm glad that they. <clears throat> I wonder who. I always wonder sometimes when I see when I expect a thing to happen in a trailer or a game, and then it doesn't. I always wonder what the thought process behind it was. Was if were they originally going to do the cliche thing, and someone was like, let's okay, like let's, what? Let's not do that. So, 
He gets in the he gets in that helicopter <clears throat> in the in the demonstration. And I was like, there's no way he's just gonna get out of here. Obviously this helicopter's going down. And it does. And then when it when he lands or when he crashes, I'm like, that guy's gonna be there. This is it. You're just stuck here. That's terrifying. I go, that crazy man's gonna be there when he gets right. And I thought for sure, because like he they frame it like he's you see his hand. He's like crawling on the, what is the roof of the helicopter? Right. Or the, maybe it's the floor. And I go, he's going to crawl, and there's going to be shoes. Right. And it's going to be him. Right. But it wasn't. He crawls and like looks up blurly, and the guy's just like standing in the distance with his gun over his shoulder, <laughs> like the first glimpse. And I was like, oh my god, here he comes. Right. <laughs> yeah, that walk up to you was pretty yeah. tense for some reason. I totally yeah. agree. Because he kept and looking up, and you're like, oh man. Yeah, it was really well directed for a video game, <laughs> Uncharted style. I mean, like this is mm-hmm. their uh, Uncharted. I think their first. Per- it's like a cross between Mirror's Edge and Uncharted. I think. I mean, like in terms of, it's trying to make you feel as immersed as it can. Yeah, the, the style of immersion. Yeah. But like the way it's presenting it to you is Uncharted. Yeah. Um, could be a really cool game, man. I don't know. It's really interesting. I wonder what. Do you play? You only played the demo of two, right? Uh, no, I played. Play I two? played probably about an hour and a half of two. Yeah. Um, it was too open world for me. I, I hate open world games. Was there anything that compelling in it, as far as characters? As far as characters, no. Yeah. Uh, from well, I mean, uh, the open world characters, <clears throat> which uh, why? Well, let's put it this way: you know how Rockstar does really good characters, yeah, in their uh, Grand Theft Auto games. Sure. I think that the open world characters in Far Cry 2 were were, were pretty comparable, especially for a smaller studio and with someone yeah. with not as big of a budget. I mean, like the, the I think there was a like a weapons type dealer or something that was kind of interesting, and I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just curious to see like if this certainly is not something the main character doing, who is just a pair of hands. And I'm just wondering if this is something they're doing to sort of prove if they're just trying to be like, hey, we can actually do this. Like, we can do really good character, yeah, uh, action or character development and writing and acting, and make a really competent shooter. Which, for what I saw mechanically, looks really good. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm curious to know like how that that double knife kill thing works. I don't remember. If they're that. just gonna, there's a part where he sneaks up on a guard, and he like he pulls the guard's knife out of his belt, pull, out of the, out of the sheath on his belt, uh-huh. and like stabs that guy in the neck, and then takes out and immediately throws the same knife at a guard turning oh. around. And kills him. Oh. And I'm wondering if that it didn't look like a cutscene though. And I'm wondering if they're just setting up a bunch of situational like things you can do, provided that yeah there are two men standing. Sure. You know what I mean? They'll just Could set be. you up for that to happen a lot. And like he did that, he like jumped down from like a ledge and like knifed a guy. I remember like, that behind the shed. And uh, it just seemed a little more thought out than the typical like. Just mash melee attack as you fall down on this person. Right. It's, it's you know it's it's a little more scripted and performed. Uh, I was just curious about that. But yeah, I'm actually really interested in that. I didn't play two. I wanted to, but I'm not. I'll just wait now because I want to see this crazy man and what happens. And their demo was kind of cool too because they didn't even really say anything. The guy just walked on, or like they just started rolling it or something. I don't understand. I think the demo was really cool too. Uh, the demo that I didn't think was cool was Rayman. I I had Ubisoft's trailer uh, or conference running, but I wasn't listening to it. I was watch. I was eating lunch and I was like watching it from my couch, on my monitor silence. And I saw it, 
It looks really and good. And I was like, whoa, Rayman. And then I kind of watched it for a minute, and I go, this looks kind of awkward. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. It, it probably it just looks so much better than it's going to play. Like, you can already tell. I just, you know. Did you, I guess, I don't reminds know. Reminds me he... of, like, Bubsy or something, where it's just like. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Bubsy animated well. I don't know if something he said, uh, Michelle Ansel demoing it, or if it's something that was revealed in interviews afterwards. But I guess his approach to that game is it's going to be like this, or like Super Meat Boy, in that his idea is that the levels take at best like two minutes, if that. Okay. But it's something you're going to have to attempt repeatedly to get. That's cool. I, I don't mind that, but for some reason that doesn't seem like, that doesn't seem Rayman to me. No, but, uh... But maybe just the age of, like, a decent platformer yeah. with goofy power-ups and colorful characters just isn't... Kind of gone, I guess. It, it's gone, or we're, it's got to have a... Resurgence. Or Sonic Generations is going to be, like... Sonic Generations looks... The resurgence. Awesome. Looks awesome. I am so excited for that game. I couldn't be more excited. I can't wait to see what fucking level from Sonic CD they put in. They put in. I just wonder what the hell happened to Sonic 4. It's a totally different product, they, they said. And they're still going to come out with it. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want a better example of a company not knowing what to do with what they have, I, I, don't, <laughs> I couldn't give it to you, but... <laughs> oh, Sega. Yeah, man, Far Cry 3. I don't know. Speaking of French people and Ubisoft, uh, Trackmania 2... Or Track Mini 2 Canyon, I guess is what the product's name technically is. Uh, I've been trying to get into Track Mania. I bought it on Steam. Yeah. Did you play it? <sighs> yeah. It's. Oh, I watched that quick look. And yeah. And I was like, I don't know what I thought this game was. This is not it. But I kind of like it. I like I, that it's just a weird. I've known what it was. Mess. I mean, it's like a video game. I mean that's we I think I or we say that a lot but it's just not very it's not it's not that it's not polished it's just that it's not sensible it's not deceptive it's not trying to like dupe you and be like this is a realistic driving game yeah like, I mean it's it's a game it's very obviously it's a video game hiding uh the edges of the construction it's like nope you can just pretty much break the game you can make yeah. impossible levels you can push geometry into other geometry and break it. It's beautiful, and I love the structure of the, the time trial-ish structure of the game. We are just like constantly. Um... Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea that that's what that was. Yeah. Like that, you just sort of race it again and again, and like. Yeah. The sort of uh, the meta layer of like. Uh, that every track, the, the the best times on every track is like maintained. And, like, they have all these, like, mods that, like, track it across servers right. so that you can tell if you're the best literally in the world at this one random track someone made. I had no idea. Um, I really am interested to see what they're going to do with the first-person shooter version of that series. Shooter Mania. And Quest Mania, I mean. Mm -hmm. <sighs> those games could be so amazing still, I think. I just wonder. Ubisoft like, is such a strange company, man. I can't. Yeah, I just, I just wonder how much of that, of those, the quest and and uh, shooter mania is Nadeo, and how much of it is like additional personnel that Ubisoft has brought on. Yeah, because like that team can't be very big. Now, Ubisoft's pretty good at outsourcing, from what I understand of their development process. Yeah. 
it's a, I mean, a it's not like tremendous amount of Assassin's Creed is outsourced sure. in terms of like asset production. Sure. Yeah, there were yeah even in two the credits went on for a while for different companies. But even like even um shit, what was I gonna say? Oh, like I don't have any sort of like fanboy tied in the day and be like, no, you can't take it out of the original creator's hands because I, I don't even, I've never even played Trackmania, I've just watched it. Right. And like, I don't know that developer other than they do Trackmania. But it's just, when something's that unique and you're taking it out of the origin, originator's hands, Right. I just, uh, you know, you wonder. Sure. So, yeah, but Trackmania 2 looks way better than some games that are even supposedly more polished and like Ridge Racer Unbounded. Yeah. Which despite I don't know if it I don't know if it, it is like or if it's just the aesthetic and some trickery they're using. What? Tr the, like Trackmania 2. There's like oh. a weird Sega cleanliness. Yeah, I totally agree. To I totally agree with game. what you're saying. Maybe it's PC game style. Maybe that's it. It's just like very simple geometry but really good texturing that I think Maybe that's that look, it. Yeah. you know. Uh, which makes sense if that's the kind yeah. of game that they're trying to make. I think that's how Dirt 3 kind of pulls it off too. You think so? As a weird side note. Just in what I've when I'm playing that game, it just seems like some of the geometry is real simple, but the textures look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like Unbounded. Fuck that game. Fuck Bugbear. I couldn't be less interested in a game. We are going to pay homage to Ridge Racer by making it Burnout. Um, and the last game that was there we're going to talk about is Final Fantasy thirteen two, which I didn't even watch. I've you didn't seen, see anything of I've it? I've seen screenshots or random clips of it because the last time I looked at that game I was actually playing thirteen and had every intent, uh, intention to finish it. I haven't. So I don't even know what I'm hiding myself from anymore. But I know it's like a weird... What I understand, it's like a weird, some time traveling things going on. Yeah, you know how. Uh, and I guess there's rap music in the trailer. You know how for offshoots like this, they they gamify the game. You know, they, like, I, they I know magnify it, the aspects of it that work game like. Yeah, I, I know from what people have told me about uh, like Ten Two, and how different Ten Two was. That's why I tend to like two. these pseudo sequels because they like. Um, well, they don't just turn it on its turn the. Uh, numbered sequel on its head they basically just gamify it yeah you know they add all these complex systems in and processes and did blah, you, blah 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 did you play 10-2 10-2 the, the three I don't the, think I no I never girls? did I never did didn't, didn't appeal to me at all still doesn't I heard the battle system that was pretty interesting everyone says that about every Final Fantasy game <laughs> I mean I like, I'm not, I'm not like saying you're wrong I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just saying like that's I just wonder if that's something that they're going to keep the paradigm system and sort of like battle systems are always good. Super gamify it up in some way, except in twelve. Because <laughs> um, I really like that battle system. You should really look at screenshots at least, or, or just watch a video. Of it I've seen a couple of screenshots, like I've seen like lightning and like that weird armor and whoever that other woman is. Eh, yeah, but there are these the, the in-game screenshots that they have right now are really interesting. Like some of the battles, like one of the battles is lightning riding on uh, Odin. Uh, the horse version. Mm -hmm. uh, battling, I think, Gilgamesh or someone? someone, Some huge beast. Anyway, it looks like Ashura's Wrath. <laughs> the battle takes place with her running. 
Yeah. And the camera is uh, the camera is alongside of her, and the boss is, you know, further back in the distance, mm-hmm. and you both are exchanging spells, uh, from like a mile or two away from each other. <laughs> so I don't really, no one really knows how that system is going to work. That fighting system is going to work. Yeah. Um, then there's all these um, bizarre, really abstracted levels that look like IQ slash Resonance of Fate things, you know? They're just like uh, transparent grid, uh, glass grid, board game type things. I don't, you, No one really knows what they are yet. Or I didn't read a review or a preview that specified what they are yet. But it looks like a board game-ish type Not that type they probably deal. even said anyway. Um, but I love that. Uh, if you made Final Fantasy XIII more like Residents of Fate, I think that'd be a good thing. Like, I didn't like Final Fantasy XIII's navigation system, the way the, the game progressed. Yeah. Um, but I loved its battle system. And I didn't like Resident of Fate's battle system, but I liked the way the game progressed, uh, the board game style. So oh, if, like the room to room thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, the when you when you're navigating that like hexadecimal or that hexadecimal. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Field, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to okay. like purchase your moves basically sure. and unlock. Yeah. I yeah, loved I did, that. I did like that a lot. Um, if they managed to somehow marry the two, that'd be really cool. I think. <sighs> I don't have a Shura's Wrath on here. It was at the show too. Shura's Wrath is really strange. I keep watching. I watch every video I can of it, but I just can't quite figure out how it's going to play. I've seen a video that looked amazing gameplay-wise. I've seen a video that looked horrendous gameplay-wise. I mean, it looked terrible. Remember how Gungrave was really terrible and stiff, but you kind of dealt with it because it looked so fucking good? Yeah. And you got to do crazy shit? Yeah. That's what this game kind of reminds me of already. Uh, I, I think the controls are going to be really shit. It's not going to be that intuitive of a game in terms of controls. But I think it's going to um, afford the gamer a lot of weird incentive mm. to play it in terms of, like, fighting visuals. I don't know, man. They made the Naruto games. I mean, there's nothing to stop them from making I, something way different, of I course. hear those games are good, but I've never played them, so I can't. But I have to stuff. figure a game based on ninjas surely sure. has to move pretty good. I don't... But like I said, I mean, there's nothing to stop them from making something so fucking weird and, like, God Hand-like where it's, like, really stiff right. and strange. right. But it looks really it good. It is true. I did like God Hand stiffness. But it was a really refined stiffness. <laughs> Let's see. Assurance Wrath. What do we got left here? Um. Oh, the Blood Rain Betrayal. Didn't say anything about it. I only heard a couple people mention it. And uh, I saw... There's a new... There's a different trailer out for it. And the first time I saw it when they showed it like was a couple weeks ago. And they just kind of came out of nowhere right. that it was a thing. Right. I wasn't really uh, up on it or positive with what I was seeing, but this new trailer and uh, the fact that it looks like the the style has like a really the art style has a very high contrast to it. It's like things are in shade. Things are either like in darkness or they're not. There's no like gradient from dark to light. And it it dawned on me that it reminds me of like a shading style from like an NES game. Yeah, where it's I like uh, like a Castlevania type thing, where there's just like they portray shadow as just black, or I totally or, get what you're saying, or yeah. a hard darker color. And when I looked at it through that like lens, yeah, you're very right. I immediately started liking it a lot more. 
You're very right. If I looked at it through that lens, I would probably think the exact same and thing. And then uh, they showed, I mean, there was a couple more moves. I saw a couple more moves, and I don't know. I mean, no one's really sure how it's technically going to play, but... Plus, you really like Symphony of the Night, and let's face it, this is the closest anyone's looks got. looks a lot like it, and I guess the some people were saying that the, the combat feels a little loose, but, I mean, they have they have a lot of time, or they yeah. have ample time to sort of refine that, and that's usually something that happens at the end anyway. So I think I'm uh, pretty excited about it. It looks really good. Like, the, the fluidity of her animation and, like, the apparent depth of her move list. It's one of those games like good. Shank for me. Like, where it's really I, I had accomplished. the same exact thought, man. It's, like, really accomplished in its animation, but I ultimately don't feel that the gameplay is going to be worth my time, and I really don't like the aesthetic. I really don't like the aesthetic of the Blood Rain game, uh, the new Blood Rain game. It, it doesn't really appeal to me. I understand it's kind of like a high-res Castlevania, but in a lot of ways it's not. No, I, mean, I, I wouldn't really even call art. it that. I, I, I mean, it's it's kind of tenuous to call it a high-res Castlevania to me. Although other, I mean, basically because it has, I mean, it's vampires, it's gothic, it's castle. That I mean, that's kind of it. But like, there's a sensibility to the Castlevania style that is yeah. the same. So uh, I don't know. It'll be curious to see. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm just wondering if like if it's like a, I was thinking Shank because Shank is a game that looked really complicated like looked complex mm-hmm. but when when it came out and people played it it ended up being like almost like mind-numbingly dull there was no depth to it it was the, it was the closest that uh, any modern brawler has come to emulating the boredom of old side-scrolling beat-em-ups you know sure. <laughs> yeah see to me when I saw the first video of the of Blood Rain and even watching this ne- this other one too and I guess I mean obviously people are making Castlevania connections. To me, the potential of what I'm seeing with the the character and the 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 2D style and the the formula that they're sort of going for looks to me like it could be. It has the potential to be the closest to a 2D Bayonetta. Yeah. But I don't know if the combat will be that deep. No. Let me answer it right now. You don't think so? Well, okay, maybe it's not that deep. Who's because, I mean, that's game? a tall order. Who's making but... this game. Oh, who's making this game? Way Forward or something? I don't even oh, know. Oh, is it Way Forward? I don't know if that's a thing. I think it is Way No, I think you're right. I think it's Way Forward. What have they done? I don't remember. I don't really know. Honestly. Is this the boy and his blob people? I really have no idea. I don't remember. That's bad. Are they Japanese? That I'm pretty sure they're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> if it's the boy and his blob people? No. They're very much not Japanese. So the last, uh, the last thing we can talk about here, the last two things that kind of go into each other, but... Uh, a couple days after E3 was over, Koji Takaguchi, who's a senior executive officer for Square Enix, publicly said that he was disappointed with the lack of Japanese games uh, being shown by uh, Square Enix slash Eidos. He was ashamed. E3. Japanese people love their shame. Uh, <laughs> they do. He was ashamed and disappointed that there were not more Japanese games uh, shown, I guess, or that there weren't more to show. I guess is the way it was supposed to be, but I just read it as that he was disappointed that the Japanese development scene was not as well represented in an American I, show. I was ashamed too, and I—I I mean, to me, that's not shocking at all because I was saying during I was—I I said to myself and other you and, and Katie and some other people, I was like, there are no. I said it to Kamiya on Twitter. I was like, there are no Japanese games at this show. What do you think? And he was just like, he's like, I'm waiting for TGS. I mean, like, everyone's waiting for TGS, and or all Japanese developers are, and, and like I said, it's 
very obvious that the regions are polarizing even more in their development, but I mean, that's that's not necessarily how you. That's why I was shocked that Asura's Wrath was at the show. I thought for, I just I just assumed it was. I guess Capcom there. doesn't really have that much to show. That's kind of why I thought it was there. But, <laughs> um, you know, you don't win by retreating. Right. I guess is what I'm saying. So it's only going to hurt Japanese development or the perceived state of Japanese development if they totally avoid our fucking region. Yeah. Etc. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a giant robot samurai <laughs> slices kills me in half in with missiles. <laughs> um, and I was pissed that. Versus 13 wasn't there. I want that game so bad. I can't even tell you how bad I want that game. And I want Final Fantasy Type-0. What's Versus 13? I don't remember which one. And I can't <laughs> keep these all straight. Versus that's the one That's the one with like the young, yes. turkey-looking kids in the car. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I want to say that's Agito, but that's the mobile one that's never happening. Do supposedly. you remember... That's Type-0. Do you remember... Oh, uh, is that it now? Yeah. Do you oh, okay. okay. the newest trailer for 13 too? For thirteen two? Yeah, where they show like actual combat and fighting and stuff like that. Have you ever seen it? Have you? Seen I've only trailer? seen the CG one. That's just like panning. You have around. to see this trailer. It is amazing. That's like panning around lightning the and game it's like feathers and shit. Looks amazing. No, not thirteen two versus thirteen. Sorry, I said it wrong. No, I didn't know there was one. I just remember the the CG one where it's like him driving in the car. And right. Like, so you haven't seen the actual like gameplay uh, footage? No, I didn't know there was one. It's amazing. Like. Almost to the point where you're like, this is the most impressive thing Square's done since like 1997, 98. When you when you remember when you saw their stuff and you were like, this is groundbreaking in terms of like um, competence and you know technical prowess. Right. That's what this is. Wow. I mean, I can't believe it wasn't at this show. I, I just I'm at a loss for words when it comes to this game. I mean, there's like there was it and the Last Guardian are this fucking generation's biggest vaporware titles. Last Guardian. And if either come uh, out, Last Story and Xenoblade. If those don't get translated, I'm gonna be very upset. They're never. They're not going to. I don't think they will. Well, those are the kinds of games that will that would come out in the same year that as the Wii U. As the Wii U, like yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are the kinds of games that would that would be like the last games on a console. I really hope they come out. Xenoblade, I don't really want to play as much, but I heard it's really good. And Last Story, I pretty much... I just kind of want to see it. I've watched about the first half of Last Story like on YouTube, Let's Plays. Yeah. Uh, people playing through who have no idea what Japanese is, they're just like playing through with facts. <laughs> Game looks fucking amazing, man. Uh, not... Versus 13 levels of amazing, but uh, it looks amazing in the way that, like, you know, A, oh, this is Wii. Yeah. B, this is almost a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. C, man, look at how many interesting ways they've melded so many different genres together in one game. The environment design in Xenoblade, to me, is just amazing. Yeah, it looks I just want to see it. The music is amazing in Xenoblade. I downloaded the soundtrack recently to see what it was like. Kind of like to see what I'd be missing. Uh huh. Gorgeous, man. And oh, Frontier Gate. That's Frontier right. Gate too. Yeah, that wasn't there. That's just really weird. They just don't care. Frontier Gate's that like Konami, Triace, 
Mm -hmm. Monster Hunter. Yeah. Clone. But they're not bringing the... Monster Hunter Frontier is already out in Japan, right? For 360? Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I thought that was coming to America. Should. For some reason, I thought it was. That uh, they didn't show off any more of those weird Japanese connect games that they teased last year. Nothing. Like Steel Battalion. Rise of Nightmares they showed like, from Sega. Um, which looks like a Wii game. I only saw the stupid live action trailer that they actually show the gameplay. I don't think they showed video of the gameplay, but they have screenshots and they look terrible. Uh, and, um... They it look like a Sega arcade Project game. D, or no, D Project. The one that Suit is doing, supposedly, with the animals or something. Animal faces. Oh, the baseball one? Is that what it is? Yeah. And then Project Draco. Throwing a baseball. That's been absent for literally a year. The Panzer Dragoon guy. Steel Battalion. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on. <clears throat> TGS better be pretty fucking amazing. I would hope so. Not a lot about Deus Ex coming out of this year's E3. Somebody was saying that... because uh, Oh, I guess Bethesda's booth, all of it was behind closed doors. Like there Bethesda. wasn't, there wasn't, there were no public demos of any of the Bethesda games. That's not Bethesda. It's not Square. Is it? Yeah. I thought for sure that was Bethesda publishing. Which is game. weird in and of itself. That Square's publishing that game, but Square's a weird company now. Oh, you're right, because Eidos. Yeah, that's right. Never mind, I'm stupid. Somebody was saying that game doesn't look that good. It looks awkward. I think it looks like Metroid Prime. I think Prey 2 really has people like <sighs> spinning between those two yeah. games. And Prey it's mostly probably the, the aesthetic because I can't imagine Prey 2 plays anything like Days. Right. Days. Prey 2 raised the, the visual bar and that's pretty much all you that's all you've got to go on in this industry. It's the for most a while. immediate thing to identify either game. Yeah. Be like, whoa. Yeah. And when you can't play the game, that's all you've got to go on. The hype mill <clears throat> the if either both from people waiting and from the company companies involved with Deus Ex has like kind of went silent for a while. Yeah. And now it's to the point where it's kind of like I wonder if that game has like problems. Like serious problems. I don't problems. think it does. I'm following so? that game pretty close and it's like, <clears throat> been doing pretty well. Oh, and Witcher 2 is coming to 360. That was another thing from E3. <laughs> As if between Dark Souls and Skyrim there wasn't enough those are explosions. There wasn't enough free time to be destroyed between all of that and Rage. I think Rage will be a long game, too. Anything else, E3? Yeah, there was no Mirror's Edge 2. For more, go to www.podcast198text.com. Thank you for listening to the podcast 98 Go, go, fight. Go, go, fight.